This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 4th of February. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. It's still cold. There's still more snow on the way and possibly the most barbaric act that I think uh, ISIS ever could have done. I think they've now reached new depths of depravity. The sooner we take them all out and they're executed, the happier I will be. Because to set fire to a Jordanian pilot who saw his fate arriving as they doused him in petrol. And some of the papers have, I think possibly unwisely, put little pictures in there of literally the moment before the flames just reached the cage. Because they were so cowardly, they stood outside there like the bunch of girls that they are. And uh, just watch him burn. I just, I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine. It just breaks your heart, doesn't it? How the family must be feeling, God alone knows. You have to ask yourself that same old question, don't you? You think there's a God? Where is he? What's he doing at the moment? Could he not have saved the Jordanian pilot? Could he not have saved all the other people from these murdering psychopaths? What a pathetic bunch they must be. I spit on them. But uh, the good news is that Jordan have executed that convicted female jihadist. I say the good news, it doesn't make any difference at all to... I couldn't care less whether she blew herself up, as long as she did it all by herself in a field. You know, if she's thick enough to realise. I hope that she suffered badly at the end. I really do. I hope she suffered so, so badly. You sort of, it, Again, it doesn't make any difference. Makes no difference to her now. She probably thinks she's gone to a better place. Of course she hasn't. She's gone straight to burn in hell, which is uh, the same place that all the rest of these uh, murdering psychopaths will go to. I mean, it's appalling, really, that they filmed it with four different cameras. That's how sick they are. That's how sick these people are. What they thought a Jordanian pilot had to do with anything, God alone knows. So four different cameras around the cage, and then the the video's released, showing this man who'd been doused in petrol, and they set fire to him outside of the cage. They set fire to a, a long train of petrol, and then they just sat there and watched. What sick people they must be. What sick people. I mean, you know, you can only wonder, can't you? If you sort of uh, imagine things like this, you can't sort of imagine how else things things could get any worse. But they but they probably can, because they'll think up more things. They just think up more things to do, and I don't know. They originally wanted this pilot exchange, didn't they, for this jihadist? And I think Jordan had said, you know, in, in, in the long run, no, absolutely not. We're not going to be... We're not going to be entering into any exchange programme or giving you any money. You're getting nothing. You're getting nothing. When we, when we eventually find you... You just want to sort of make them suffer as badly as you know we can make them suffer. But, of course, we won't. But it'd be quite nice to think that we can take them out quickly. And then there was the story of the bondage lessons. I mean, I must be out of touch with reality or something. And sex toys, nipple clamps, on the... This was on this morning with, obviously, dirty potty mouth Philip Schofield and Christine Bleakley, who laughed... You know, she's, I mean, a bad presenter, we know she is. But to laugh at this, so they couldn't even treat it seriously. They obviously thought it was some sort of pervy joke. I couldn't understand it. I mean, normally stuff like this would be after the watershed, carrying a, carrying a warning. But at 10.30 in the morning, mothers are watching with children. What are they doing? They're doing bondage, dear, on this morning. Philip Schofield's children must be so thrilled. That's our daddy, the pervert who talks about these things on the television. What on earth is going on? Ofcom were looking into it. I should blow me my hope so. Must be parents absolutely distraught at how low this programme has gone. I mean, we thought that ITV couldn't go lower than, uh, than the Lee Francis show, where apparently the Sun are so excited that Keith Lemon is going to be taking over their bizarre column. Mind you, it can only be a, a marked improvement, and nobody's doing it at the moment, uh, to flog his tawdry little show. Again, more unfunny sketches 
from uh, from Keith Lemon. Wasn't funny first time round. Now dressed up as other other people. This apparently is funny, is it? I don't think so. Make me laugh. Don't make many people laugh either. And I should imagine, you know, I mean, we've just gone down the toilet, haven't we? And then celebrity Big Brother firecracker Cammy Lee, old scrubber, if you ask me. What do you mean firecracker? Where was the Where was the firecracker with a person who says that she wanted to slit Perez Hilton's throat? How does that make her a firecracker? She says, I wouldn't do it. He's too tall. I mean, you just, you kind of lose the will to live. You look at this old tart and you thought, and she said here that uh, she caused uproar and that she said he's vile, he's a parasite. He's not as cheap and as nasty as you are, dear. Go back where you came from, which is the gutter. She said, I went to school in Miami. I was kicked out for fighting. I mean, and, and you think this is some, some badge of honour, do you? You're as thick as you look, love. As thick as you look. Now, half as uh, thick, though, as this morning, I think they've plumbed new depths. They've been in trouble before for doing smut stuff. Why don't Philip Schofield and Christine Bleakley just sit there and do it start naked? Because we'd all be sick, wouldn't we? Talking of sick, Lauren Dodd's in the paper today. What makes her sick, apart from this morning and Keith Lemon? She's got a phobia of tomato ketchup. I mean, I've, I mean, I know people have got odd phobias, for God's sake. But apparently, even the bottle, seeing the bottle makes her tremble. So they've got a picture of her with a bottle. Doesn't look like she's trembling to me. Well, somebody else has got it as well. I don't know what it is, whether it's, um... I don't know whether it's the tomatoes, the bottle, or the ketchup. I've got no idea. So I don't mind brown sauce, uh, mayo, or even whole tomatoes. It's just when they're all messed up and mushed up, they're evil. They're going to get you. They're going to get you. They're going to open the fridge door late at night, and they're going to come in the bedroom, and they're going to attack you. How you'd cope with that tomato thing in Spain, where they sort of uh, all throw tomatoes and thousands of tons of people get cut. I mean, she'd probably freak saying something like that. I've heard of people who've got these uh, these obsessions and these phobias about things. I was thinking this morning, just before I climbed into the shower, I was thinking, you know, the one thing you don't see anymore? Spiders in the bath. At one time... And it wasn't that long ago. I seem to remember we had spiders in the bath. We used to have, you know, you'd go there and, and you'd be like, oh, God, I've got to wash it down the plug hole. And you knew what would happen. You would wash it down the plug hole. The spider would go, here we go, wee, Thought Park, you know, go down the plug hole. And then it goes up the overflow. And so it would sit there looking out at you from the overflow while you're in the shower. And people never realised. They thought it was loads of different spiders. It's the same one. Same, the same spider used to come back time and time again until in the end you'd sort of you'd pick it up and you'd put it outside and you think, because I just don't see spiders anymore. And that's the only thing if I was going to have some sort of phobia about it would have to be spiders. Not that, I mean, I don't particularly worry about it. I'm just kind of freaked out if they're in the bath. And we used to get big spiders years ago, but I don't see them at all now. Perhaps they've been pushed out. The Pope's apologised. I'll come around to that one a little bit later on for you, which is uh, good news. Nicole Scherzinger has dumped uh, Lewis Hamilton uh, she wants to get married, he doesn't. Big surprise there. Uh, I don't think Lewis Hamilton's the marrying kind. I don't think he wants to get married. She's just a bit pushy. And obviously he's making a load more money than she is. You go, yeah, I want to marry you. And, uh, and he's going, I don't want to get married. So as opposed to just going along with it, she's dumped him again. Which, which is a bit sad. Which makes her look a little bit money-grabbing, doesn't it? Makes her look a bit, a bit as if, you know, I want this, I want this. What do you mean you want to get married to me? Well, I shan't go out with you. Well, don't go out with him then. Nobody cares. We're not going to shed any tears about it. And quite clearly knows what you like. Next thing is the papers will be printing pictures of her in a bikini saying, look what Lewis is missing. He knows what he's missing. He's had it for years. It's not like it's anything new, is it? And uh, what else was there? Oh, yesterday was cold and uh, we had the snow. And I didn't get a parking ticket, which was lovely. 
So I was very pleased about that. I didn't have to pay the congestion charge, so I was even more pleased by that. And uh, then the computer came back to life, so that was exciting. All very happy, happy with that at home. It's just I can't open emails now. I double-click on them, and they seem to move about all over the screen. So I, I, I said to a friend of mine, I said, can you check? Can you check? And, of course, the moment he actually goes onto my computer, he said, show, show me what you're doing. And I did it. And of course, it opened up the blooming emails. I said, but that's typical, isn't it? Uh, he said, try it again. So I tried it again, opened up the emails. He goes offline. I try it again. doesn't work. It's sod's law, isn't it? Sod's law. And um, what have we got this morning for you? What else? Is there any more snow today? I don't think so. Um, the best toy is Lego. So simple, isn't it? So simple. We used to have a Lego shop in Kingston. It closed. Had all different coloured Lego. My day, it was just red or white. And you could build... The, it was, I mean, it's good fun, actually. We amused ourselves with, with Lego. I quite like that. Quite like that. Uh, the Proclaimers. And I would work faith hundred males and... Uh, you know why? They've made them some more money. They used it in an ad at the Super Bowl. They've just downloaded about 500,000 quid, which has gone into their bank account. I told you, the ads on the Super Bowl you know, cost millions because it's got the biggest audience and they use the proclaimers and I would work faith and and I get 500,000 quid for that, which I've blooming well written it. Um, I like the story of a a benefits cheat. I I like my good benefits cheat stories because I always, they amuse me. This one uh, was claiming to be blind because he had diabetes and he was blind. Nobody checks. Have you noticed? Nobody checks these things at all. They just go, oh, right, oh, so you're blind and uh, you've got diabetes and you've got this. OK, we'll, we'll give you uh, money. They gave him about 42,000 quid. Um, it turned out nothing matter. It was working as a driving instructor. Well, if you're blind, I think that must be fairly difficult. He got 42 grand uh, handouts, including incapacity. He bought a caravan. Don't start me on that one, please. His name's Michael Land. He claimed he could barely walk. Nobody checks. It's easy to fiddle. I mean, I'd advise you to go for it now because it's so sick. They don't catch you for years. This goes back to 2000 and 2006, I think it is. Wow. He's a dad of two. Not for the next year, pal. You're in prison, aren't you? You'll be making some new friends in there. And, uh, and, you, and your kids will have to sit there going, our daddy's a criminal. He's a thieving little toe rag, so they've sent him to prison. Best place for him. I'd have sent him for ten years, actually. I'm not going to mess around with this. Uh, dreary old Heather Mills again. God, her and her bloody prosthetic leg. I'm so bored with it. We know it's prosthetic, dear. Shut up. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Nobody cares about you. Nobody's interested in you. You're an attention seeker. Little bit of a fantasist, we know. Um, hats off to Paddington. Hats off to Paddington. He's raking it in. Good old Paddington Bear. He's the box office smash. The money is coming in. You've reacquainted yourself with Paddington Bear. I've ordered the, the film, the Paddington Bear movie, because you can pre-order it. It comes out in March, I think. And um, and I ordered one for my brother, who's just come out of hospital, had a, a little operation yesterday. And uh, he's got Paddington Bear at Christmas, which is taken from the TV series. So uh, Paddington's still alive in our family, thank you very much indeed. And uh, guess who else's book is being sent out today? <laughs> Far bit for me to mention, but it's mine. Yes, my book is being sent out today, so if you pre-ordered it on Amazon, it'll be with you. I think today it's some, they, they've done it a bit early, because it's only the 4th. I think it should be here by tomorrow. It's good, isn't it? So I'm quite excited by that. So so you want to be a celebrity, as you can find it on Amazon. Somebody wrote to me yesterday and said, uh, why aren't you using Waterstones and you keep plugging Amazon? Because it's cheaper, Dumbo. Because it's cheaper. Have you seen the price in Waterstones? If, if I thought that Waterstones could provide all my needs, I'd go there, but they can't. And they have limited stock. 
And uh, you can't go in there and buy a frying pan and stuff like that because they don't do frying pans. They only do books. And I don't buy that many books. They don't do many DVDs. You can count them on one hand. And they're too expensive. Next stupid question of the day. Quarter past four. Britain's Conversation. Nick Ferrari at breakfast. This morning from seven on LBC. So easy to fill bene- fiddle benefits nowadays. So many people get away with it. As I say, you might as well go out there and do it. Because it takes them years to catch up with you. Year. When you do get caught up, of course, then they throw you in prison, which is good. But having listened to all the nutters on before about the, uh, the cannabis, and every time you get them, it must be a nighttime thing, mustn't it? It must be a nighttime thing. You know, all of them, they, they, they have no idea how they sound. They think they sound normal. And then there was one guy who said, I, I don't drink, I don't do this, I've never smoked cigarettes, and then told us that he smoked, he smoked cannabis. And I thought, well, presumably... You're mixing it with, with tobacco. That's how they make them, isn't it? Isn't that how they make joints nowadays? And these, but these people don't see that as smoking a cigarette. They see that as smoking a joint. But I mean, half these people go round the bend after a while. You know, don't believe all the, all the garbage that they feed you about, oh, it doesn't affect your brain or it doesn't affect this. Listen to them rambling on. So, uh, yeah, I've been smoking for eight. I'm a musician and, you know, I, I do a lot of good work in the community. Yeah, listen back to yourself, mate. Listen back to yourself. You know, some people, they, they start on cannabis, then they go heavier, then they go heavier. I mean, mainly, they're all barking mad, I'm afraid. It's so 60s now. It's so dated. So dated. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. We'll try and uh, weave in as many things as we can. Scott, uh, Scott Hendy's very excited because now, of course, we're on Freeview, channel 732. I tweeted that yesterday because I thought that was that was monumental. We're finally on Freeview for all. So it's in other words, you can now listen. You can you can you know on the internet and you can listen on digital radio. You can get it on Sky now on Freeview channel seven three two, and it makes it so much easier, doesn't it? And if you you can hear it in the car, national, most amazing thing. So uh, very pleased about that. Very very pleased. They only did that yesterday. Eight four eight five zero. I've ended up working ungodly hours, says John. He said, but uh, to make a living, your show keeps me sane, which is good. He says, uh, no thanks for keep mentioning fried bread. Fried bread with crispy bacon on. That's, that's my favourite at the moment. Not, not black pudding, I'm afraid, John. No, definitely not going anywhere near black pudding. That's just blood, isn't it? That's just dried blood. We don't want any of that, thank you. But uh, he said, uh, I could murder fried bread, crispy bacon, maybe with a fried egg and some beans. <laughs> That'll teach you. What did I have yesterday? Oh, they went back to the Thai chicken curry again. I've got to wean myself off it. It's not good, is it? I'm sure it's extremely bad for me. Extremely bad for me. And uh, another dog here. Uh, Lexi is a, is a, a shipperk. They're Belgian barge dogs. So that's quite nice. It's a bit like a wolf, actually, Marilyn. I liked my ones the other day, though. I quite liked the sound of my dogs the other day. I thought they were quite, uh, they were quite funny. And, uh, and then something until people have pointed out to me that uh, they're a little bit bigger. They, they do actually get a little bit bigger, which I absolutely love. Absolutely love. Uh, Robin Luton says, pre-order your book. He says, I'll wait till the end of Feb and get it in the pound bin. Oh, dear. That's why you're in Luton. God's own waiting room, isn't it, Luton, I believe? And I think you've been waiting in it longer than most. But uh, so I always like to check, actually, and see who else he's written to. Oh, God, he writes to a number of people. He's written to Duncan. And he's written to uh, Nick and to Ollie and uh, and to Christo. So, obviously, being in Luton, there's not a lot going on for you, is there really, up there? Poor soul, honestly. 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk, 4.20 the time. Um, the other uh, story, apart from the relationships 
They're now saying that children under five should have sex education lessons. Sex education? I mean, un- under five years old. But then, do you remember I brought you the story the other day on the programme, which was that uh, out of the 800 children, <clears throat> excuse me, who were, who were questioned by police last year, one of them was four years old, accused of a sexual offence against another child. And so, in theory, I suppose, although, I mean, it seems horrendous to most of us that you would ever give sex education to a five-year-old. I mean, but they're obviously aware at five, are they? God, it must have changed, must have changed tremendously. I can't imagine the idea that uh, that children under five would even know about things like that. But I suppose they do. Uh, the question asked today as well, did schools really have to close because of a light dusting of snow? No, the answer is not really. Not really. It's just that it was a, it was a good time to get some time off for the teachers and for the uh, for the pupils. <laughs> uh, eight for eight five zero. Oh, my friend smokes cannabis every day. Steve, it uh, starts with a mood swing. Uh, I couldn't stand him. Then he started to struggle. And he truly believes nothing is wrong. Oh no. Oh, they do. I mean, I've heard them on the radio countless times. You only got to mention overnight. You know about cannabis, and on they come. You know, the they sell us every bit drunk, but it doesn't affect me in, the, in a way. And it makes me more aware of things, you know, and pretty colours and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Mind you, the government thought that they were going to make money out of cannabis cigarettes. So much so that they've got a huge, uh, a huge farm which is growing cannabis. And I think you'll find all the big tobacco manufacturers have registered names should they ever release cannabis cigarettes, so that you would buy a ready-made cannabis cigarette with a with a filter or whatever else on it. Of course, there will be those die-hard cannabis smokers who wouldn't possibly buy anything. I don't know how much they'd be a packet, but I know that the names have been registered. And that was some years ago. Some years ago. Uh, still battling for life, Whitney Houston's girl. They've now said that they found drugs in the uh, in the flat, and you have to ask yourself the question: You know, will she recover? They said that there could be brain damage. They're not uh, they're not too sure at the moment, but whatever it is, it doesn't uh, it doesn't look particularly good, I'm afraid. So we keep our fingers crossed. Then there was a little story about uh, Ryan Thomas from Coronation Street. Now I can't remember whether or not Ryan Thomas was one of the ones who went bankrupt a short while ago. And then he was seen in a car and they said oh, he's working really hard to pay his money back. And I thought, well, that's quite, quite nice. Anyway, he's now toadied up to uh, Jasmine Wallier. Jasmine Wallier is that Z-list celebrity. I say celebrity, I use the term very loosely. She's on The Only Way is Essex. She has no discernible talent. Apparently she's model, which is lovely. So we're very pleased for her. And uh, he was cozying up to her at some Z-list event. He's also dated Chloe Goodman. Wow, he's really set his sights high, hasn't he? So that's that's amazing. So apart from the uh, the story in the paper today of the the pilot burnt alive uh, in the IS cage, there's news just coming in of another plane that's gone down. And here, hopefully, with the latest on it, Lindsay Kinghorn. Is it where is it? It's in uh, Taiwan. Right. It's come down where. Um, in the Taipei River. So Reuters are saying that a Transasia Airways plane has crash-landed in the Taipei River. We know more than 50 people were on board. It's being reported 58, and uh, of those were 51 adults, two children and five crew members. And at the moment, we don't know what the cause of it is. Right. But we have just seen on Twitter that six people are still trying to crawl out of, out of the plane that's come down. Wow. 
Yeah, so at the moment, we know it's a TransAsia B22816. It had 58 people on board. And obviously, Taiwan's TransAsia Airways was involved in a deadly crash in July last year when another plane attempted to land in stormy weather and crashed on a small island. 48 people were killed in that incident. But as I say, at the moment, we have uh, no information on what has caused this. So we don't don't know if there's any Brits on board? Not at this stage, no. Right. OK, what we'll do, we'll keep you you up to speed. With uh, with that one, Lindsay. Thank you for that. If anything else happens, come and come and pop in and tell us. Will do. Thank you very much, Lindsay. So second plane down, but this one in a river. So it means that the pilot obviously managed to guide it there. It could have been a total disaster. But at the moment, we're not too sure uh, how many lives have been lost. But Lindsay Kinghorn will come back a little bit later on and bring us up to speed with that. So that's breaking news, which is coming in. Uh, also, Harry Redknapp has resigned. Uh, that's uh, the reason he's resigned, not because he's too ancient, but he, he's got knee surgery. He said if he can't give it 100%, he doesn't want to do it. Fantastic, isn't it, really? I mean, that, that shows a bit of dedication. I have to admire him for it, absolutely. Uh, 84850, uh, Les says, uh, I found you on Freeview. Nice one. Makes it so much easier, doesn't it, for everybody? Doesn't it make it easier? I'm so glad that we're on Freeview because I kept getting asked by people over the years, you know, you're going back on Freeview, you're going this, are we going back on? And the answer is yes, and it's on now. So uh, that'll that'll change your life. Well, I hope so, anyway. Uh, 84850, Steve at LBC. Have you tried hash browns, says Steve. Oh, God, you can't, you can't even compare hash browns to fried bread. You can't even compare it. Good heavens above the hash brown, an invention by the overweight Americans. You can't compare a hash brown to fried bread. Are you mad? No, no, no. Fried bread is the only option. Fried bread with crispy bacon and uh, and some beans on there. I might be tempted to throw in an egg, but it's got to be cooked on both sides. I cannot do an egg that is runny. I've got a friend of mine who used to sit down and eat breakfast in front of me, and they would ha- he would have the egg, and he would cut into the yolk, and I used to sit there and feel physically ill. I said, oh, please don't. So everybody, you go out now, and I say, can you cook the egg on both sides? On the rare occasion that I have an egg. I don't have, I don't have eggs that often. I'm not a big fan of eggs. I quite like them, but I'm not going to sort of lose sleep over it if I don't have them ever again. Uh, 84850, uk. So uh, here's the story on the front of the mirror, which we did yesterday on this programme on LBC. I'm quite quite delighted. And it's the story of David Cameron's wife, Samantha. Samantha is working for a company uh, flogging £3,000 crocodile skin clutch bags, but they upsticked from the UK and moved to the tax shelter in Luxembourg because they don't want to pay tax in this country. Excuse me, does anybody pay tax? I was talking to a friend of mine the other day who runs goods, the chemist... Mr. Shah, that's his, uh, his business in Twickenham. And we were talking about the bloke who now lives in Monaco, who's running boots. It's amazing, actually, how many people just don't seem to want to pay taxes. So if you move abroad, then that's OK. I mean, you have to sort of ask yourself the, the sort of question, is anybody paying tax in this country? I mean, is there anybody, do, you know, hands up if you're paying tax? No, nope, just me again. I must be the only person paying tax, because all these big companies, they're not bothering to pay it. Because it's so easy to go offshore. You just reinvest your money. I was, I mean, I felt like advising friends of mine who've got businesses. I tell you what you do. Do the same as the big companies. Just reinvest in your business. You know, expand, have it decorated. So any profits you make, you don't make any profits anymore. I'm thinking of turning my, my place into an office and seeing, seeing what happens about that one. I can't quite, can't quite get my head around the fact that the bloke who runs Boots, you know, is now living in, in Monaco and he's not paying tax over here. It's all perfectly legal. That's the stupid thing. That is the stupid thing. That it's legal and nobody ever 
nobody ever questions it. You know, so you've got all these big companies like Starbucks. The fact that you'll never see a Starbucks closed or a Costa or any of these other ones is because it makes no difference whether they've got one customer in or 300. Because it's, it's a company and they offset all the money. And the money is offset. And so, you know, I mean, our one, it's not exactly busy most of the time. The moment they move the bus stops, the kind of business went, went down a bit and they sort of sat. You get a few people who go back on a regular basis, but not that many. And yet they're managing to employ three staff. They've got their rates. They've got everything else. And yet, you know, you think to yourself, if this was a proper business, because we've had other businesses going under in Twickenham all the time. They've just closed our local Halfords, moved it to uh, a place called the Ivy Bridge Estate, which is a little bit rough, and uh, because there's a Halfords there already. And our Halfords, which was big, is going to become a bicycle Halfords. They're only going to sell bicycles. So presumably everything from 200 quid up to about £5,000. So... That'll be quite interesting, because they're obviously trying to get us healthy again. Whereas I, I mean, I keep meaning to go and buy a bicycle. I really want to buy a bicycle, but I just, I know that so many get pinched all the time. So I'm not even sure about that. Uh, Steve, uh, we're listening on the beach in Sri Lanka. I'm so thrilled. Like, why would you want to tell me that? Why would you want to ruin my day? We know it's cold here. We know we've got four inches of snow heading our way. I didn't mind it yesterday. I just didn't want to fall over on the pavement. You know, I, it's just, it's one of those things, isn't it? You don't mind walking to the car or walking to the bus or walking to the train. It's if you fall over because you can't do it gracefully. There is no easy way to fall over. You either go, wah, 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 and then you've gone. And then it, nobody comes and helps you because they just think you're either, you had a few drinks or something or something like that. So they leave you. But I've, I've tried before. So somebody here, who isn't here anymore, bought me some things that go under my shoes. You clip them on and it means that you can walk in the snow. But it's like walking around in rugby boots ridiculous. It's 4.30. Steve Allen on LBC. I'm looking at the uh, the pictures on the internet of the Trans-Asia plane. It's only a small plane. It's only a small one because uh, they only had 58 people on board when it crash-landed. The pictures are horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. It almost went sideways and then crashed. 51 adults, two children, five crew members, ten people have been rescued. There's dozens more trapped because part of the plane is uh, under the water in the Taipei River. Now, I'm assuming, looking at the bit that's above the water, the pit, so if they've rescued 10, there's another 48 in there, aren't there? Presumably, they can go up the end of... Oh, yes, there's enough, enough room for them to go up the end of the plane, so they could stay there, unless the water level inside is, is bad. Only on a domestic flight, hence being a, hence being a small plane. Hence being a small plane. But uh, details coming in... Because uh, you remember the Trans-Asia Airways, which was involved in that crash in July last year, when their plane attempted to land in stormy weather and crashed on this Taiwanese island. Now, that killed 48 people. The fact that this one went into the river, but it went in sideways. If you look at the pictures as it, as it comes in, obviously the pilot, I mean, it could have, you know, literally just behind the thing, there's a huge housing estate. Absolutely enormous. If it had crashed into that, amazing. But it, it either appears that he sort of, it was banking... Well, failing that, looking at, looking at the way it's gone, it's sort of one of the pictures you can see. It's like, it must have been really... No, luckily, there were no cars on there. There was one car which sort of speeds out of the way very quickly. And then the, the plane goes over the side of this elevated motorway bridge. But, this, I mean, the pilot must have been some miracle worker to avoid all these flats which are on the left-hand side, which is possibly the, the dangerous side of it. So if we have any more news on it, you'll hear it on LBC. Simple as that. 84850 steve at lbc.co.uk. We weave them all in. And uh, apparently, 
Uh, Christo is the same. If he talks about mixing egg yolk and beans, he, he feels quite ill. I'm not at all surprised, actually. I'll just somebody... Isn't it funny? You've got the woman in the paper today who is frightened about tomato ketchup. And then you've sort of got... And then you've got other people who are like me. I don't like runny yolks. I don't know why. I just I can't remember what it is about it. And yet years ago, I could quite happily have eggy soldiers. Never bothered me in the slightest. I used to love a boiled egg. I wouldn't touch a boiled egg now. It's not that I've got a fear of it. It's just that I'm not really interested in boiled eggs. Poached eggs, I thought, were actually quite nice. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Uh, somebody says, you're so wrong about the sweeping generalisation of potheads. The Americans have legalised it. Not all over the place. Not all over the place. And have you seen the, the saddos who go in to buy their uh, their cannabis? Oh, God in heaven, honestly. Talk about people who are on a, the, their last run of life, I should imagine. Uh, Jordan has executed the, uh, the jihadist. One was a suicide bomber, as you know. And, uh, frankly, couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. You know, perhaps she thought she was going to be exchanged for somebody. Not anymore. Daily Mirror today. Um, more on uh, drugs found in uh, Whitney Houston's girl's home. as She's battling for life. I think she's probably got brain damage. That's what they were reporting yesterday, that uh, life appears to be ebbing away. We keep our fingers crossed that it's not. Uh, more snow. The Arctic weather to now blast the south. Where are we? We're in the south. They've obviously decided that... Um, that up north, you know, they've had their fair share, now we're going to get it down here. Over in Richmond Park, deer were hiding in the snow, because they've got herds of deer in Richmond Park. But now they say that snoke, uh, that snoke, that snow will affect uh, Kent, Sussex, London and the Midlands. You see, I don't, I don't mind looking at it, as long as I'm not driving in it. I went into a car park yesterday, I went down to, uh, to go and pick up a few little bits and pieces. I pulled into the car park, which hadn't been de-iced and as you go over and you try and turn the wheels of the car, because my car's quite heavy, it's a case of it sort of crunches, and at the same time it slides a little bit. And that was the bit that freaked me out. That was the bit that freaked me out. So you're, uh, you're waking up this morning to the fact that there might be some more snow. Uh, we might get it quite badly down here. It could be, up to, could be up to three inches, three to four inches of snow. And then you get a UKIP publication run by church-going followers a sit-out at Gay Pride's Parade of Depravity. Christian supporters of the party wrote of the march's vulgarity and wickedness. Have you seen This Morning recently? Perhaps you should watch that if you want to see vulgarity, vulgarity and wickedness. And the article says parents should be bothered about children having gay teachers. Well, I don't know, it's gay teachers need to be worried about. It's gay pupils. Heavens above, you have to ask now. Do you know a lesbian in your class? This is what they're asking 10-year-olds. Perhaps a UKIP mag would be better there. Of course, what they're assuming is that there's no gay Christians. Whereas, in fact, of course, there are thousands of gay Christian organisations. Uh, the piece by a protester at Manchester's Pride last August, the National Union of Teachers member, told a fellow protester, we teach your children. <clears throat> it asked if Christians with children in state schools are bothered by saying, well, they should be. The editor, Elizabeth Ann Bidolph, defended running the article. She said, we are Christians, and many Christians don't believe that gay marriage is the right way to go and that homosexuality is sinful. Only if you're a stupid woman. Only if you're really stupid and of limited intelligence. Perhaps you should go run a, a gay bed and breakfast. Perhaps you might understand that there's probably gay people in your family. In fact, I would almost guarantee, Elizabeth Ann Bidolph, there are gay people in your family. A UKIP spokesman said last night, authorised groups are not allowed to invent UKIP policy, and we do not consider this leaflet is of an acceptable standard. You're always going to get loonies, aren't you? You're going to get people out there. 
you know, we've had the gay Christians running the uh, the bed and breakfast, and then uh, some so that so they actually take a booking. And you remember because we've had it quite a few times. And then the the couple turn up, and they're gay couple, and they say, "Well, we're not having you sharing a bed in here. We are Christians." And you think, "Well, not very tolerant, are you? Not very tolerant at all. In fact, you've got more chips on your shoulder than you could shake a stick at." So, uh, you know, when Elizabeth Ann Bidolph, and you can imagine what she's like, can't you? Twin set and pearls. She says we are Christians, and many Christians don't believe that gay marriage is the right way to go. Well, don't get married then. You know, I'm sure that there are many people in your group, Elizabeth, who are homosexual, and probably, you know, hiding away from you. And she says we believe that homosexuality is sinful. Well, you know, God created gay people, so you better get used to it. You really are living in the dark ages, aren't you? Quite worrying, really. Quite worrying. Uh, a Tottenham Hotspur striker who had a cardiac arrest on the pitch sued the club for £7 million yesterday. Good Lord. Apparently, it took uh, 16 minutes for the ambulance to arrive. See, that's the trouble nowadays, isn't it? That when... And I, I've always said to people, if ever you see an ambulance behind you, do... I mean, are you like me? You can't get out of the road quick enough. You can't get out of the road quick enough because you think that might be a parent, that might be a loved one, it might be a friend, and they've got to get to the hospital as quick as possible. I mean, unfortunately for me, I can't mount the pavement like some cars because I've got a skirt, that's what it's called, that runs around the car, which sort of makes it look a bit lower than it really is. If you took it off, I could mount the pavement, but it's it's a nightmare, absolute nightmare. Uh, 84850... Why can't the people in uh, Celebrity Big Brother see that Miss Hopkins, says Christine, is playing them all like a fiddle, inciting every argument? Of course she is. I mean, she's trying to fill a column. Of course, what's funny, what's funny about the whole thing, and they've never mentioned mentioned it, is that Katie Price's column in The Sun was dropped to be replaced by Katie Hopkins. You know, you would th- because Katie Price's column was just dreary. You know, just dreary, I'm afraid. So, consequently, you know, you have to get rid of the dreary old bag with the boring monotone voice who talks like that all the time and only has five million. It's quite funny. Anne, Anne Widdicombe, in her column today, talks about um, Katie Price and how, with her money, she should be uh, paying for her own child, her own child, to, uh, to be taken backwards and forwards to school. You know, which is good. She doesn't need state handouts. Well, of course, as you know, Anne... She doesn't have tens of millions of pounds in the bank because it's not possible. It's just not physically. Where would she make tens of millions of pounds from? She was a glamour model that pays like 250 quid. You know, she was never, ever going to be filthy rich. She might have three to four million quid, but that's about it. I bet she's got a hefty mortgage on the house. So she's got to find that. She needs that 500,000 from Big Brother. Contrary to the uh, the baloney that you read in the papers the other day, that she had to think long and hard about it. She's got nothing else on the books. You know, there is no TV show beckoning. There is no, there's no nothing. You know, it's, it's all she can manage now to keep Kieran's head above water. Don't send him out to the stables. You know what happens in the stables. But anyway, funnily enough, Anne Widdicombe says that, uh, you know, the state has limited resources. And it has. You know, and Kate, uh, you know, Katie Price can afford to actually do it. She can afford to do that. She can afford to pay for it. But she chooses not to because she's entitled to it and because she's tight, because she doesn't have any money. You see, this is, this is where all the baloney comes in. You know, work it out for yourself. She was a glamour model. They don't earn a lot of money. They really don't. Because you don't think they go to a session, they take one picture. You know, the calendar, I don't know how many that sells. Most of it, with her, is just sort of made-up flim-flam to make it sound as though she's terribly successful, but she's not. She never writes the books. Most of her other stuff doesn't, doesn't sell at all. And when you get her for an article in a paper, you can get her for about five to ten grand. How do you amass 40 grand out of that? You don't. 
not at the age of 33. So uh, it's, it's, just, it's just rubbish. It doesn't make any difference at all. Makes no difference at all. Uh, 84850, even pensioners, says Christine, with a small private pension pay tax. Come on, Boots, make your boss liable as we are. I don't go into Boots anymore. I can't go into Boots anymore. I don't like the service. I prefer to go to the independent chemists. They're A, more, more grateful, and B, they're nicer people. It's as simple as that. When I go in there, hello, hello, everybody says hello. I think because they're worried, they might have heard the programme. So you never know, actually. Uh, 84850, steve at Try and weave all of your texts and emails in. And uh, I had a full English yesterday, says Jamie. Um, fried bread, but no sausage. Well, there is no definition on what is a full English. To be honest with you, it's whatever you can get out of them. I would think a full English would be not fried bread. Definitely not. They wouldn't include that in a full English. You have to add a specialty thing. Uh, <coughs> mainly because it's using up their oil. Uh, so you would probably get a sausage cut in half to make it look like you've got two sausages. I've seen that in pictures, but that's cheated. There's a place in Richmond. I said, I'll have the, the full English. You know, and, and it was a sausage cut in half. And so it looked like two sausages. I was a bit disappointed when I turned it over. But anyway, so I had that. And uh, I would expect uh, bacon. And I would expect... Uh, what else would I expect? Egg, beans, sorry, toast, toast. I would definitely expect a round of toast with butter. I don't, I don't want to go to one of these places where they put margarine on it and then give it to you. I don't want that kind of thing. I want proper butter. And uh, what else? Maybe a hash brown. And that would be it. But if you want fried bread, I don't know any places that do fried bread. You, sh- you tell me where they are. I'll go there just for the once. Just for the- make myself really, really ill. Uh, Wayne. He says, I too can't stand eggs. The thought of runny yolk makes me ill. The smell of egg even worse. So imagine my horror when I emerged into the cabin after a night flight last week to find 350 passengers tucking into Eggs Benedict. Oh, dear. Do you know, the worst thing is that if, if you do get a little bit ill with sort of something like that and, or somebody else gets a bit ill, I couldn't, I couldn't manage it. If somebody was sick in front of me, I'd have to look the other way because I had to get out as quick. Now I'm not too bothered about it. I'm actually quite quite good, because I hate being sick. Never been sick over eggs, though. Never been sick over eggs. Uh, 84850, Ian says, I'm with you about fried bread. Yes, yeah, I agree. I mean, there's something, there's something nice, isn't it, <laughs> about fried, fried bread, crispy bacon. I wonder if they'd know, if you go into some of the cafes now, if they'd know what fried bread is. You go abroad, they've got no idea what anything is at all. You have to explain everything slowly and patiently, but that's OK. I can manage that. And uh, like you... Says Cassie, I use my local chemist. Lovely, friendly people. I won't use Boots again after that man's statement. Well, I, I wouldn't not use Boots again because of his statement. I would just sort of think to myself, I'd rather go to an independent chemist. That's the lifeblood of the community, the independent chemist. They do all my medication. They do all my tablets. They do, uh, they do everything. And so for that, I reward them with a box of chocolates at Christmas. That's nice of me, which is very good. Uh, another one here very quickly. Let's try and uh, get some more in. Uh, I tried to get the lovely photo of you and Richard O'Brien on my Facebook. The page failed. Put the LBC link on for friends to learn about you, though. Thank you for being you. Book's out today. Well, it's out tomorrow, really. So you want to be a celebrity. What if it'll sell? And uh, I don't like eggs at all, says little Julie. When is the snow predicted? Well, they've said over the next few days. But mind you, they've been wrong before, haven't they? They've been wrong before. I don't mind, but my car is filthy. It is so filthy, the car. I mean, really, it's filthy. Because whatever they put on the roads is now sprayed up the side of it. And I looked at it today and I thought, oh, God. And today I've got to go to the hospital for the eye test. But I'm not sure that I need to go. Because 
I've already been to the eye hospital when I had that infection where my eyes sort of swelled up and I looked a bit like a panda. So I'm not sure I need to go for another test at the moment. They've said I'm clear at the moment, but uh, and they, they appear to know. So I might free up the appointment later on. I'll see how I feel. Quarter to five. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to five. Freezing cold in London town. And we don't care because every so often somebody sends me in a picture, which annoys me. And so from Danny, that's D-A-N-I, female. I think female. I do hope so, Danny. Says, just to provoke you further, a group of three lesbians and two boys out in Phuket enjoying 35 degrees heat. (laughs) Hope you suffer. Hope you suffer. Listen, if I wanted to, I could be out there. If I wanted to sit in the heat... I could sit in the heat, but I choose not to. I prefer to moan about the blooming weather in this country, which is the way it goes. And Sue says, can you wish Joe happy birthday? We've made him a birthday cake. It's a replica of our narrow boat. Because they live on a narrow boat. You must be permanently hunched over, Sue. You must be permanently hunched over. I looked at narrow boats. I followed it quite, um, qu- quite avidly because they did a programme on the television about how much some of them cost and how you can have them fitted out. And I've seen some lovely boats down at... Uh, Chelsea Harbour down there and people live on, oh, million pound boats they're gorgeous, I mean some of them are gorgeous but narrow boats, lovely, very nice indeed so Joe, have a very very happy birthday Danny, hope you suffer in the heat (laughs) I quite like the idea that people send me in pictures of them on the beach, thinking I'm going to get really, really upset yes (laughs) I don't actually, because if you know anything about me at all, Danny you know that, um, that I hate the heat I don't function in heat at all. I am the worst person. I cannot sit for love nor money on a beach. Certainly wouldn't be taking my shirt off any time soon. Um, so I'm I'm more than happy to uh, to let you sit in the heat and I'll I'll freeze to death over here. Although this morning I didn't even put um um I didn't put um a thing on. I didn't put a jumper on. <laughs> One from Francis who said, you're out of order, foul-mouthing Katie. She's a good person. She's a foul-mouthed, disgusting woman with filth written all over her. OK, that's it. Does a lot of charity work, does she? What? You, you tell me what, what charity work she does. You tell me what charity work she does. Sure, she, Do you think that makes somebody better, do you? What, you think charity work is, is something that completes... So, in other words, you could be a mass murderer, but if you do charity work, according to you, that's fine, is it? <laughs> Buffoon. Uh, Poppy's Cafe at the north end of Epping, Epping High Street just fried bread. Do they really? You wouldn't, you wouldn't kid an old man, would you, David? You wouldn't sort of say to, you know, save me driving down there. He says, I take my 85-year-old mum there whenever I can persuade her to get out of the house. I can't stand boiled eggs, but fried eggs that run. Mmm. God. He said, if you go to Weatherspoons, try their gammon steak, you get two fried eggs. I thought, with gammon steak, isn't it pineapple? Isn't it pineapple you get with gammon steak? Run it. Ooh, eggs. On top of gammon steak. That's not normal, is it? Can't be normal. Uh, 84850, steve at lbc.co.uk. Another one here. And as I say, we read everything out on the programme. We just have to. And um, Jeff says, my name is Jeff. Well done. That's good. He signed it Jeff and his name is Jeff from Toronto. There's me thinking he was somebody else. He says, you've mastered the secret to life. What is the secret? Happiness, Jeff. Happiness. He says, thank you for making me laugh. Happiness. Not much to laugh about in your weather, is there, at the moment, I don't think. But uh, no, no, happy, happiness, I think, is it's, uh, it's inbuilt. You're either happy or you're not. I was watching an old 8 out of 10 cats on the television. They put that poor old creature, Gemma Collins, on. You know, the one who stands like a little girl, talked like that. You know, a little bit sort of remedial, not quite all there. And she was on there. 
And I don't think she understood what the game was at all. But every time the camera cut to her, she was looking miserable. She's unfortunate she's got one of those miserable faces. She can't help it. There's an update uh, coming in on this plane at uh, seven, eight minutes to five this morning. A Taiwanese government spokesman says at least two people have died after this plane crashed in the Taipei River. 58 people were on board the Trans-Asia plane when it clipped a bridge shortly after takeoff. Ah, so that's what it was that brought it down. So two people have died. And uh, further updates you'll hear on LBC. If you look at the pictures on the internet, it's, uh, it's amazing. Absolutely amazing. Uh, Alan says, uh, I listen to you every day from Menorca in the Balearics. Lovely. I, don't, I can't remember if I've been to Menorca or not. I might have been, but off the top of my head, you know when you, you spend your time going on holidays, you can't remember half the time. Len's in Manchester. He says, I love the show. Well, you would. You're in Manchester. I mean, what have you got to look forward to? What is there in, Mancha- in, in Manchester foot to look forward to this morning? There's everything to look forward to this morning. Uh, 84850. Harry Redknapp says, Si can say what he wants about his knee, but he's obviously just spat his dummy out because QPR couldn't sign anybody decent in the January transfer windows. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, you see, I'm believing the knee thing. Actually, looking at the taxi, do you remember I said that there was a taxi on the bridge or there was a car on the bridge? I didn't realise it was a taxi. It was clipped. How the driver got out? Did the driver get out alive of that thing? Do we know? We're not too sure about it because it, it looked like it's taken most of the front of The wing obviously clipped it as the plane crashed into the river. And this was the one going over the bridge. I don't know, we'll try and find out more on that. That might be one of the two deaths. We've got no idea. So he says, got to say, hash browns, uh, Trump fried bread any day. Oh, stop being so American. It's got to be fried bread. I don't know where it ever came from. Whose idea was it to come up with fried bread? That you've actually got a... I suppose because you put the... Ah, that's what it is. That's what... And I've just realised. My mother used to have a frying pan. I used to think it was a manky old thing. But in fact, she used to fry the bacon in it, and then it wasn't oil, it was lard. And what it would do, it would dry, and so you'd leave it in there because it had the taste of the bacon in, and then you'd just put it back on the stove, and uh, then it would it would melt again, and then you cook things. And then when you did the fried bread in there, the fried bread took on, it's making me salivate, the, uh, the taste of the bacon that was in the lard, because people didn't have oil. In the early days, they had lard. You bought a block of lard either from the from the butchers or the supermarket, and then you put a big chunk of it in. Oh, God, it was delicious. I wonder if lard's better for you. It doesn't sound as though it is, does it, really? Lard versus oil? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, the latest on this... Uh, there's a commuter train as well, which hit a, a vehicle at a crossing. Uh, that's north of New York. There's a number of people dead and injured on that one. That was at a crossing. They showed me some footage the other day. Uh, Somebody sent it to me of people who dice with death on these crossings where the gates come down and you're supposed to stop. If it's a flashing light and it's going bing, 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 the gate comes down. But some people think they can beat it. And some of the narrow misses, I mean, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. My advice, I, I get quite panicky. Even crossing over uh, one of those level crossings, even when the gates are up, I go over very slowly, just in case, because in the, in the back of my mind I've got this feeling there's a train going to appear out of nowhere and take the car off, and me in it as well. So I always go over very carefully. I couldn't possibly go over without edging forward. People think I'm mad. I edge forward very slowly and I look right, look left, and then bomb across as quickly as possible. It's too dangerous. Far too dangerous. Uh, Philip says... Uh, Harry Redknapp says he resigned because he needs urgent knee surgery. He said, in spite of his bad knee, did he jump before he was pushed? 
Well, not much point in, you know, jumping if you've got a bad knee, is there? No. It's, is it it's to do with the bad signings? I don't know what it is. I've got no idea. I don't, I don't even follow football. I couldn't tell you how many people were in the team. You know, not a, not a clue. Not a clue. Uh, 84850, Steve at lbc.co.uk. Let's uh, put some more of your uh, texts in as well. Uh, somebody says, I love your style, which is good. A lot of people telling me on the uh, on what's supposed to be in a full English. And it's it's a bit vague. It's whatever you can get out of them for sort of, I don't know, four pounds? Would that be? Katie Epsom says, I was in Belfast for a couple of days. The Ulster Fry was mouth-watering. So it's making me really, really now. Apparently, Pete says, balance Soho, do both fried and eggy bread. Ooh, not eggy bread. It sounds disgusting. I've never had it. And I've eaten in balance loads and loads of times. Uh, Steve, I'm a new listener. So I love your show from Carl Maz on the way to work, which is good. Uh, I've now looked, says David, at the AccuWeather app and also at the, uh, the website on the other station. There's no mention of snow around South London. I think they just do it as a frightener, don't they? When my mum was a girl in the 60s, says Ben, she told me she used to have her fried bread rolled in sugar like you would a donut. Oh, God. Fried bread and sugar? I remember the time if we used to go down the motorway and you'd pull into... They didn't have motorway service stations. They had little chefs and things like that. You'd pull in there. If they had a sugar bowl on the table, they wouldn't have it now because it's unhygienic. You would sit there eating the sugar lumps. You'd, you'd put the sugar on your tongue. You'd go, oh, sugar on my tongue. And then it would melt. And we never thought about the implication of, of fillings or anything like that. You just... And sometimes if they then replaced it with the packet sugar, you'd open the packet and pour it in your mouth. You literally would pour sugar in your mouth. Small wonder we're all ill now. Diabetes everywhere. Nicholas says, two things. I'm petrified of snow and ice. I've fallen over on a few occasions. And I've dislocated my knee once. Agony. Secondly, you have a choice of toast or fried bread on a little chef breakfast. My personal choice, I change hash hash browns for sautéed potatoes. I like sautéed potatoes. (laughs) Isn't it funny? You don't see them that often now, but I I do like them. I do like sautéed potatoes. And uh, Jane says, the real housewives of Cheshire. Surely the pantomime ugly sisters. Not a good-looking one between them. No, it is possibly the only show with that many ugly people. I didn't think it was possible. I seriously didn't think it was possible. I thought, you know, eventually they might find somebody who's, who's really good-looking. And uh, no, no, nobody good-looking on the programme at all. They all look a bit Botoxed and a bit, uh, a bit peculiar. And, and nobody's got any class. You know, I can understand unattractive people. I mean, I work with unattractive people. You know, not, I don't want to name names, they know who they are. But, you know, it's a case of, at least if they've got money, make the best of themselves. But they don't. They don't make the best of themselves. But we still watch it, because we love watching other people's misery. And the more miserable they are, the happier I become. I thrive on other people's misery. The more miserable they are in the, in the Big Brother house, the happier I am. I want Paris Hilton to win. Absolutely. I really want Perez Hilton to win. I mean, it was, you know, that's the... Have you tried dripping toast? People did used to get bread and put dripping on it. It was bread and dripping. So you'd literally be eating lard, wouldn't you? Sounds disgusting. Sounds disgusting, I'm afraid. Uh, Eggy bread, says Calvin, is a hundred times better than fried bread. No, it's not. You see, I wouldn't eat eggy bread. It just sounds disgusting. I don't know. It's probably a northern thing. Probably a thing that people up north eat. Have you had your eggy bread today? Ooh, I will take whip it out for a walk. That's what they like, isn't it? I love sweeping generalisations of people up north. They've all got whippets and they all wear flat caps. And they all go, e by gum. And, uh, and they all have Horvis bread in morning. You know, and they all talk like that. I've heard people from Liverpool come on. Every time I hear them, I laugh because I think they're putting it on. Nobody talks like that at all. Or people from Gateshead. 
you know, from Newcastle. Are you from Newcastle? You think you don't talk like that, really, do you? Well, apparently they do. Must be. I must go up there for a trip, actually. I'm due a good laugh. Coming up on the programme this morning, it's LBC. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. It's Wednesday, the 4th of February. The most barbaric act that they could ever have done. IS set fire to the Jordanian pilot. It is the most horrendous thing. It really is. And uh, by way of retaliation, Jordan have executed two female jihadist prisoners who they'd said they were going to execute anyway. Uh, Cancer to hit one in two Britons. But you can change that. You can change your lifestyle and be better. Mums who smoke and breastfeed harm their child's health. The Pope's apologised. I'll tell you why. It's very unusual for the pontiff to uh, to apologise to anybody. And the proclaimers laugh all the way to the bank. 500 miles to their bank. It's LBC. This is LBC. Leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, everybody. It's Wednesday, the 4th of February, 2015. It's LBC. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast. And the most barbaric act, the picture on the front page of the Daily Mail today, a victim of savagery, uh, Moazel Kassabe, awaiting his gruesome fate in a cage. They douse him in petrol. They run a line of petrol up to it and they set fire to him. They burn him alive. And uh, by way of retaliation, Jordan have executed two uh, jihadists. Uh, one, a woman who was going to be the subject of a, of a brokered deal between the two. That never happened. She's been executed this morning and the other one shortly afterwards. Breaking news as well. There's another plane that's come down and uh, we'll give you more details on that. And a train crossing crash in New York. Not very promising, is it, so far? It's not exactly the best start that you wanted to Wednesday. I think we thought that the hostage was going to be executed. I don't think anybody would have guessed in a million years um, how he was going to be killed. You know, he'd done nothing, absolutely nothing at all. None of these people have done anything at all, these murdering psychopaths. They've obviously got, I mean, not just one or two screws loose, but they're quite clearly, they need, I don't know what you can do with them. I can't think of a, a punishment that fits the crime. They think they're going to heaven for their for their wonderful barbaric acts. They're going no such place at all. They're going straight to hell as quick as possible. Normally, they um, they behead people, but what you probably don't know is that before they behead them, they shoot them. So they shoot them first, so they don't know anything about it, um, which is different from how it used to be. This is the first time I've heard of somebody being burnt to death, and they videoed it. I mean, he must have thought as he was being led out to be put in the cage, this wasn't exactly going to be some sort of roller coaster ride. They placed four cameras around the cage to capture every angle. I mean, what sort of sick people are they? Do they have parents? You only ask the question, don't you, just to sort of to sort of try and reinforce. Did they bring them up badly? Were they dropped on the head as children or something? Are they so sick? that no, no punishment could ever fit their crime. I can't think of any punishment that would fit the crime of setting fire to somebody or beheading somebody. I can't wait till we get Behaddy John and we sort of unmask the little tart and then drag him out screaming, because I want him to be dragged out screaming. I'm sorry, that's the, that's the other side of me. I just can't, I can't, I can't get my head around it at all. I think that's the most awful thing, awful thing. Anyway, cancer to hit one in two Britons, the papers tell you, but if you change your lifestyle... Uh, it could save you. Cancer research says alarming new milestones apply to those born from the early 1960s, which means a child born today has a one in two chance of developing cancer. Based on the current population, 32 million will be diagnosed with the condition. One in four or 16 million will die from it. Not exactly very promising, is it, at all? Not very good at all. Uh, Battling for life. 
Whitney Houston's girl. Uh, her brain was deprived of blood. Then I'm, I'm, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that things turn out well for her because I think she's in a very, very bad place. Uh, did schools really have to close because of just a light dusting of snow? The answer is probably not really, but they won't risk it, will they, for the uh, for people sort of falling over? And then bondage lessons and sex toys. Late night viewing? No, 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 no. 10.30 on ITV. And as Philip Schofield and dreadful presenter Christine Bleakley laugh their way through it, obviously the programme has plumbed new depths. I often wonder about, you know, how they get away with stuff like that with children watching. Because children sit in front of the television and watch this programme with their mummies. What in God's name did they think was going on? I mean, I'm, I'm also horrified to tell you that, P- that Philip Schofield's got grown-up daughters. What on earth must they be thinking? That's our dad, the, uh, a bit of a perv on this programme. It was absolutely dreadful. I mean, you know, for a lot of people, they might see the programme at a health club. There are loads of children there. I think it's being investigated. I mean, you know, viewers w- were not impressed by this. Christine Bleakley thought it was hilarious, but there again, that's probably her mental age, I should imagine. They had a half-naked couple on the television giving you a lesson of bondage at 10.30 in the morning. I mean, they say it, it's a lifestyle programme. Yeah, right. Not at 10.30 in the morning. This is another dimwit from ITV. They say the programme covers a diverse range of human interest topics. I'm sorry, I just... uh, I'm sorry, it's a magazine programme. It doesn't, you know... And when you've got the presenters, who obviously, you know, mental age about seven each. Oh, look, oh, 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 and they have a good old laugh over it. You know, you begin to wonder about, you know, their, their sanity. It was pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. It's got nothing at all to do with a programme that covers human interest topics. I'm sorry, I don't know anybody who does bondage. Perhaps Philip Schofield and Christine Bleakley have had a go at it. I don't know. If that's obviously the kind of thing that interests them. I do find it very worrying. Obviously, he has no say over the programme whatsoever. 20 minutes of sickening savagery. The mail, as uh, Moazel Kassabe is led out with uh, two people from IS uh, carrying guns. I it would be easier to put him out of his misery and just shoot him, wouldn't it, really? And then they put him in a cage and they set fire to him. It's, I don't know what else I can say about it. Without using just filthy language, I'm afraid, to, you know, register my, my disgust over somebody who would, uh, who would actually do that to another human being. For nothing. For no reason. For no reason at all. Uh, other stories which are in the papers date. The Pope's apologising. That's fairly good news. This was after the, uh, the rabbit thing where he was talking about... I can't remember what it was exactly. I'll find it in a moment for you. And, uh, and he's obviously apologised. Now, I've never heard of the pontiff apologising at all. Never apologising. But uh, he's had to on this account, I think, because some people have misinterpreted. However, I did laugh at the stupidity of um, Charles Hendry, a former Royal Marine, and his girlfriend, Leah Parks. Both a bit thick, both a bit stupid, both in prison. And what did they do? They go on holiday for a two-week break to Ibiza. They went to Ibiza. Out they go, and they bump into a drug pusher. You know, as you do on holiday. You know, the rest of us just bump into people from up north, but uh, they bump into uh, a, a drug pusher. So they extended their break so they could spend four months selling the ecstasy-style drug, MDMA, to clubbers, and then they enjoyed trips on luxury boats and top night spots. I mean, they really are thick. They really are dumb. You know, Ibiza is well up on this. They know who the drug pushers are, and uh, they find these... They, they sort of laughingly call them thickos over there, because they're the mules who go round. So, so the drug pusher gives the stuff to them. They go and sell it in all the clubs. And quite clearly, the Royal Marines taught Charles Henry nothing at all, and his girlfriend thick as a brick. So anyway, so uh, they brought their venture back to Britain. 
they decided it was so lucrative in Ibiza that they bring it back to... They really... They, they, they become more stupid by the day. And it fell apart when police discovered a million pounds of drugs in their room at a budget motorway hotel. They've now been jailed. Uh, they started selling the drugs over there in 2013. He'd served, this is uh, Hendry, in Iraq and Afghanistan and assisted the SAS. I mean, he's obviously, as how they never weeded out this thicko, I've got no idea. Then he became a bodyguard for celebrities and uh, then he became a drug pusher. You know, it's, it's kind of got disaster written all over it. 19 packages. The police stopped their hired van on the M6 in Stafford because they'd had a bit of a tip-off, you know. Because once you get these people and they start becoming too big for their boots, I mean, she quite clearly is a bit thick anyway. And so they left with 19 packages found in the room of the Holiday Inn. In total, 34 kilos of the drug. Street value, 1.5 million. Unbelievable, isn't it? And so... uh, uh, both of them, Parks and Hendry, both from Berry in Greater Manchester, and the uh, the other drug dealer from Wolverhampton were convicted. And uh, I think the drug dealer, the first one who actually got them into this stuff, uh, Adib Ashfor, who's 26, uh, going to be 36 when he comes out. He's been given 10 years. Uh, also, Royal Marine Charles Hendry gets 10 years and his girlfriend seven. That'll be nice, won't it? Do you think they'll still want to see each other when they come out? I shouldn't think so. They're so dumb, these people. They're so dumb. They don't realise that, you know, police watch drug dealers. You know, people tip them off. They go, listen, there's a couple there. They've been, they've been drug dealing. And so they obviously got so excited about how easy it was to do in Ibiza. So they thought they'd carry on the operation over here. Unfortunately, it didn't work that way. And so in prison... So uh, that's nice to think, isn't it? We've taken two more toe rags out of the scene. Uh, still the best, beating all the uh, the high-tech toys. High-tech toys were a little bit... I mean, I've got them. I've got Furbies. I've got E.T. E.T. Phone Home. I've got those toys as well. Still in their boxes, unopened. I've got, um, I've got Daleks in their boxes, unopened. I've got all sorts of things, unopened. I've got no idea why. I'm sure when, when I pass over to that great cloud on the other side full of radio presenters, my brother's going to be having it eBayed as fast as possible. What use is it to him? No use. But looking at the, at the best toys, uh, in five, Sabutio. Sabutio was the, is the football game, mainly for boys. I don't want to be sexist about it, but a lot of boys play it. And you have to flick these things with your feet. You went, ow! It hurts. So you have little figures who look like um, weebles that wobble but don't fall down as players. And you can get a pitch and you get the goalposts and the ball and floodlights and all sorts of exciting things. It's so boring. And you can get your own team players, but you have to flick them to flick the ball. Uh, that's in at number five. Scalextric. Well, I cannot fault Scalextric. We weren't rich enough in our family to have Scalextric, so I had something called Minic Motorway, which was the smaller version of Scalextric. In fact, it was so small, you could lose the cars quite easily. But Scalextric was good. When my brother got married, uh, he bought his wife Scalextric. They had a huge Scalextric in the sitting room. You used to sort of say, oh, we're going to set the Scalextric up. Oh, it'll take forever. And you sort of put it all in. You've got to click the, the, the black um, track together. It was good fun. And then you go around the corners slowly, and then you speed up again. Oh, I loved it. Action Man comes in at number three. We never had Action Man. We thought it was somewhat odd. Uh, we did have Monopoly. At number two, we loved a game of Monopoly. Loved a game of Monopoly. And number one, Lego. You see, you can't beat a big bag of Lego. Keeps kids amused for hours, Lego. Monopoly, you've got to set up the, the board and sort of do all sorts of little little bits and pieces. But it's, it's always good fun. It's always good fun. Uh, on the subject of eggy bread, I've never had it, says Pauline. But my boys used to have it at Cub Camp in Surrey. When I was a child, we had bread and dripping. We had the jelly and a little bit of the lard sprinkled with salt. It was delicious. Yes, I think this eggy bread, I'm sure it's, I think it's been brought down from up north. 
I think it's revenge for something, like Hadrian building the wall. I can't think of any other reason. And apparently, this is how it goes, you sort of, you, you take some eggs, you break them into a, into a pan or whatever, and then you wipe the bread through it, and then you fry it. That sounds disgusting, doesn't it? It sounds disgusting. I'm not sure I could go for that. I'm not sure. Although, actually, on, on, on thoughts, thinking about it out of the box, you know, I quite like it. Unsmoked back bacon, says Trevor. Lincolnshire sausages, lamb's kidney. Ooh, what for breakfast? Mushrooms, bubble and squeak. Blimey. Grilled tomatoes, crisp fried bread, egg from our own hens. On days we have that, we don't have lunch, as we're still full. And also, they do say you are supposed to eat breakfast because that sort of sets you up for the day. And most people in this country skip breakfast, so I'm trying to bring it back again. I could, sa- I could happily sit here eating fried bread this morning, chatting away to you quite happily. Uh, Trevor's been married 35 years next month. Oh, well done, you. Quarter past five. <laughs> 19 minutes past five on Nick Ferrari at breakfast. This morning, another family is now having to contemplate a future without their son, brother and husband. As we now know, a Jordanian pilot has been burnt alive at the hands of the so-called Islamic State. Barbaric regimes are sadly nothing new. Nick will be asking, how do you combat them? And as the Labour Party claims that low pay could cost £9 billion in benefits across the next Parliament, should the Tories win, Shadow Work and Pensions Secretary Rachel Reeves will be joining Nick. And Roger Alton, the Associate Editor of The Times, will be looking through the papers. That's all with Nick Ferrari this morning at 7, after the morning news with Lisa Aziz. Apparently, according to Richard, Sote Potatoes, posh name for big chips. Oh, no, it's not at all like, like big chips. At, oh, no, no, definitely not. Sote Potatoes, no, they're cut, they don't even look like a chip. They're sauté potatoes cut into little squares. They're delicious. Quiche Lorraine, he said, it's bacon and egg pie. Well, that I would, I would agree with you on, I think. Uh, on the subject of uh, IS, uh, I have no sympathy with the executions in Jordan after the inhumane, disgusting acts that IS are carrying out. The world must join together to resolve it. The trouble is that Nick Ferrari is going to be talking about this this morning, that what can you do? And the answer is there's very little. For example, I mean, you know, we knew that... Uh, that uh, that the Holocaust was going on, you know, what what do we do? Do we bomb the railway tracks or do we just beat the Nazis? In the First World War, huge massacres of Armenians by Turkish forces, but no one knew it happened. You know, Stalin moved entire populations, killed more than even Hitler. You know, you think about uh, IS, who's a ghastly lot of people, but I don't know what the answer is. I really don't know what the answer is. You know, they can... I mean, the, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, we should ban any flights to Syria at all. No flights. Cancel them with immediate effect. You want to go to Syria? Find your own way there. OK? You're not flying out of this country to go to Syria. Go wherever you want to go. You can go, you can go anywhere. Just couldn't care less. Why the government haven't intervened on this and said this has now gone so far? Let's cancel all the flights. Doesn't, you know, it's no big hardship to anybody. The next thing is they're going to be bringing down flights flying into Syria. And that's going to be the next thing, isn't it? Because apparently they're looking at all sorts of weapons at the moment. So let's just cancel them. I'm sorry, you, you live in Syria? Well, you better get back there very soon, because you won't be flying out of this country. Let's do it. Eggy bread is delicious, says Sharon. You're wrong. Better than fried bread. I'm not. Listen, you cannot inflict your heathen northern ways on me down here. I'm going for fried bread. OK, dip bread in beaten egg and fry, sprinkle with sugar. Oh, Lord. And she says, no, I don't live up north. Yeah, but you'll have northern relatives, Sharon. You're called Sharon. All people called Sharon. You, you, I bet you're over the age of 70. She says, uh, you must try it. <laughs> she says, you prevent me from sleeping every night you're on. I wait up until 4am, then I can't turn it off. They should prescribe you on the NHS for people who sleep too much. I don't think there's anybody in the NHS who sleeps too much. It's all too little, isn't it? Uh, 84850. 
Amanda says, I watched Christine Bleakley, how are you, laughing till her face nearly split at the lame comments Schofield was making on their Jeremy Kyle extension programme. I thought that if he said something really funny, her head would explode. It was toe-curling to watch. Uh, when was laughing continuously considered an asset? Yes, I think the clown on the pleasure beach in Blackpool's the end one. <laughs> or the laughing policeman. But I'm sorry when, uh, when this morning plumb new depths with children watching to talk about, you know, there's a naked, half-naked couple on a bed and she starts laughing. Quite clearly, she's not, she's not old enough to be dealing with programmes like that. She's obviously far too childish. Far too childish. 84850, uk. We shall weave uh, everything in, as indeed we can. I don't really know what more you can say about, uh, about IS. Nick will try and unravel it this morning, but I, I feel it's a lost cause. But I do think that by actually stopping flights to Syria, we might do something. Any more of these misguided children going out there? You know, they want to go out there, you stay out there. OK, you die, you die. It's as simple as that. Uh, Mark in Ostley says the coffee pot cafe beside Isleworth Fire Station does include fried bread in their set breakfasts. Um, apparently, eating fried bread, says Marissa, won't do you any harm if it's fried, fried in, whatever it is, vegetable olive oil. Of course it'll do you harm. The, the clue is in the word fried. Fried is bad. Fried is very bad. doesn't matter whether you're cooking in healthy olive oil. It's fried. Fried is bad. OK, that's got the word, you're going to die, written all over it. Uh, Joyce has retuned her TV and can now get uh, LBC Digital, so very, very happy. And... Um, uh, Google cooking in lard or oil, Steve. You'd be quite surprised. Hash Brown says, Murray, are the devil's breakfast. A cynical attempt by Uncle Sam to Americanise the great English breakfast. Fried bread rules. Great. It's not eggy bread. It's French toast and eaten everywhere, says Sylvia. Well, it's not eaten in my household. Uh, 84850, steve at How long do we have to endure Christine Bleakley, says Jane? Well, we were hoping that when her boyfriend was going to go to America, he might have taken her with him. But, um doesn't work like that. Kevin the Milkman says if a male suicide bomber gets 72 virgins when they go to heaven, or so they stupidly believe, does a female suicide bomber get told she'll get 72 pairs of shoes? Do you know, the trouble is it's, it's sort of making light of something that they seriously believe it, though. That's, that, that's, that's the worrying thing. You know, they, they seriously, they've been so brainwashed that they seriously believe that that's, that's what it is. That's what it is. That's what they're going to find. But uh, you watch the ISIS people all covered up. If, if they're so big and brave, why do they cover their faces up? Because they're scared of being identified. You know, Jihadi John. Why the SAS have not found him? I've got no idea. Do we not have, you know, the, the technology anymore? Christine says, I'm Scottish and I don't like eggy bread. And we call it French toast. Yes, a lot of people seem to call it uh, French toast. I just call it... Horrible. Sounds disgusting. Daily Express this morning. Chaos on the roads. Minus 11. And of course you get people driving on little country roads and it looks very pretty. And then all of a sudden the car skids off the road into the ditch. And that's the front picture on the Daily Express for this morning. Uh, The barbarians, the Islamic State monsters burning the pilot to death in a cage. Don't know what you can ever say to his uh, family that would make things better. Um, There's uh, also a story, which is quite interesting actually, about a homeless mother of five who refused a state-funded house outside London, who's taking her battle to the Supreme Court. Because uh, they've said to her, we will house you. She made herself intentionally homeless. And so she's sleeping on a friend's sofa. The kids have been put into care. And quite clearly, she's one of these bullies who thinks that she can get what she wants. Whereas, in fact, all the experts have said that, you know, everybody else has to go where the, where the housing is. And they've said, we don't have anything here. And she said, well, so she's going to court to fight for it. You know, having offered this woman sanctuary... <laughs> 
you know, now all of a sudden, people start wanting more. And they find lawyers who get, well, they, have, they, they can't be separated from their friends. Well, make their friends drive. Make their friends drive. And Whittacombe in her column today talks about James Harkis, who earned medals for conspicuous gallantry in Iraq, is selling them. Because after 22 years in the army, he was too ill to work. And uh, uh, he was hoping to get about 120,000 for them. And Whittacombe says, I do sincerely hope that somebody very rich buys them and then gives them back to him with thanks from all of us. Why don't you do it, Anne? You've got 120,000 quid, the amount of programmes you've done. You must be loaded. Why aren't you doing it? I mean, you've done pantomime, that paid thousands. Why, why don't you buy them? She won't, of course. But she's loaded, she's minted. Absolutely minted. Uh, more on this con man who claimed for being, he claimed for being blind uh, whilst he was working as a driving instructor. I mean, apparently he'd had a gastric bypass, he'd done all the rest of it. But he was working, but he claimed that he wasn't. He bought a caravan... He was a scout leader, jailed for 12 months after admitting nine charges of fraud. There's loads of them out there. They also caught him pushing a golf trolley. He was supposed to be blind. You know, how did he find the golf trolley? The answer is, he wasn't blind. He was lying to them. They found him, put him in prison. So uh, the children are going to have to get used to the fact that Daddy's not going to be around for about uh, the best part of a year as he serves time for being a crook. Uh, another one here. Very good. Thick and fast this morning. On uh, on the uh, on the text, Mick says he had fried bread in Spain. Did really? I never thought Spain was actually great. I mean, paella and stuff like that, but uh, I, I don't I don't don't really go for it at all. Actually, apparently, Dan says you crack two eggs into a bowl, whisk them up, dunk the bread, and then fry. It. Well, that's what I thought. But then somebody told me we put sugar on it as well. We couldn't quite work out, you know, why. Apparently, in the northeast, it's uh, it's called. Gypsy toast. Gypsy toast. I suppose it's, it's, like a bit, it's a bit like a ploughman's, isn't it? It's a bit like a ploughman's where they used to give it to men in the field so it had cheese in and, and pickled onion and tomato and stuff like that. So it was a complete meal. But judging by the size of the breakfast you're all, e- all eating, you know, I'm surprised that we're not, you know, as big as whales. It is surely a miracle, Steve. LBC is tonight auto-updated on my TV and DVD. Now available on channel 732. I can now record your show off telly. See? The things that we give to you. And the books are being sent out, actually, apparently. Steve Allen <coughs> has a little book. And uh, I believe that that was pre-ordered. And I think they're sending them out today. I got my notification yesterday. Yes, yes, I bought my own book. How sad is that? <laughs> I wasn't sure if there's any freebies going, even though there's a pile on the boss's desk. But I'm frightened to touch them in case they've all been marked. You know, you go through a security scanner on the way out. You go, woo, 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 woo. What have we got, Steve? Uh, I've got one. You've taken your books. Bring them back. Can just see that happening, knowing my luck. And uh, Scotland, no, no fried breakfast is complete, says Pablo, without a potato scone. Oh, that doesn't sound very nice. A potato scone. I'm still wanting to get the hot dog in the Kentucky Fried Chicken. I mean, looking at the picture, it looks delicious. Unfortunately, when they arrive over here, they'll be dripping in fat, and they won't be as uh, as exciting. For, uh, for any of us, but it just, it's the picture that makes me, makes me salivate a little bit. Uh, on the subject of uh, eggy bread, there you go, somebody in Yorkshire, Ron, says we call it gypsy toast. Why do you call it gypsy toast? Is, it so, is there some, some reason for it? Was it sort of, you know, it's, it's being economical? Uh, Doug, yes, I shall tell you when my next one-man show is. Merle says, you talk about eggy bread. I was introduced in America in the 60s. There they call it French toast and they do it with icing sugar. How could you... I mean, seriously, something fried with egg and then you put icing sugar on the top of it. 
How does that work? Sounds disgusting, doesn't it? Absolutely disgusting. More of your texts and uh, emails, which we'll take uh, very, very shortly. And any more updates as well on the uh, the plane that's come down, we'll bring you. Also more on uh, the fact that Nicole Scherzinger, yes, she's a pussycat doll and she's American, but unfortunately we're stuck with her. She's now split with Lewis Hamilton. Apparently this set is really over, really, really over. And uh, you look at a picture of Lewis Hamilton. I don't think he wants to get married. I don't think, I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's young. He's got his life ahead of him. And uh, he's a bit boring. And because uh, I've seen him on a few television chat shows. He's not the most live wire I've ever seen. And she obviously wants to go out on the town. And I think he just wants to stay in and do eggy bread. So it's all over. It's all finished now. So no doubt you'll be bored witless with stories about her and how I wanted to get married and he didn't. As I say, you only have to look at him to realise he's he's quite clearly not the marrying kind, is he? It's 5.30. Morning, everybody. Wednesday, the 4th of February. It's LBC. Simon uh, sends me a picture of him on a boat in the Caribbean. What is it with everybody trying to wind me up this morning about, you know, in sunny places? You know I don't do sunshine, and I certainly don't do boats. Definitely not. Uh, good news for all of those of you with little children. Let it go, let it go. I'm at what, it's going to drive you mad. But apparently £850 million. Frozen has been the biggest hit that they've ever had. £850 million quid it's taken in. Now, there's a seven-minute short being screened ahead of the film giant's Cinderella. When that comes out on April the 3rd, it's called Frozen Fever. And uh, actor Josh Kidd, whose voice of Snowman Olev, says kids are going to go nuts. They found another song. They reckon it's going to be bigger than Let It Go. I mean, I find that difficult to believe, as I'm a huge fan of it. But I know that people, as many people love it, as absolutely hated. And I know a lot of people, they bought the film Frozen and they weren't that impressed with it. Whereas I liked it. I mean, I'm not going to go whoopee doodars, but I just love the song. I just thought the song was great and I love Adina Menzel. And uh, I just thought it was fantastic. I just absolutely loved it. So <laughs> wait till Cinderella. So this is a remake then because they've already had Cinderella. It was made in the, I think made in the, in the 40s, 40s or 50s for Disney. Whatever it was, it was, it looks a bit dated. It's very nice, but it looks a little bit dated. So I can't wait to see the new one. But is anything going to top Frozen? I wonder how Frozen, you know, got so big. Is it purely because of one song? One song. Uh, 84850. Phil says, um, you bought your own book. That's one confirmed sale. Do you get the profits from the sale or LBC? I'm not at liberty to discuss financial arrangements with you. It's between me and me and the company. I bought three. That should be an indication. Malcolm says, I should be giving my frying pan its yearly outing a week next Tuesday for pancakes. Well, you know, everywhere you go, and I know we're coming up to... Well, it's all happening, isn't it? We've got Shrove Tuesday. You've got... Um, Valentine's Day, so all the supermarkets and marketsmen, they're full of heart-shaped chocolates. Like, you know, she's not fat enough already, so now you're adding chocolates into it. And she's going, what have you bought me those for? You know I'm on a diet. Well, I thought, I thought they were heart-shaped, she should prove I love you. Money, give me money. I want to go to QVC and buy things. So, they, <laughs> so people buy chocolates. They all do it. All the men listening. I bet there's people in this office at the moment... You know, they'll be going out there buying flowers for their loved ones and a box of chocolates. Because that kind of covers everything, doesn't it? But I'm telling you now, ladies, if they give you chocolates and flowers, they've got guilt. OK, there's something going on. They're either having an affair. Something's going on. They've been holding hands with somebody they shouldn't have been. Because nobody buys flowers and chocolates just once a year on the say-so or jewellery. Yeah, if, if he gives you jewellery, you know he's cheating. It's as simple as that. You know, I think, really, best thing you can do before we get to Valentine's Day, find a good lawyer. OK, and then and then determined by the present that you get given, 
It's all right if the kids give you give you flowers, you know, a little thing, you know, because they, they've generally pinched them from next door's garden. So they always do that. A couple of daffodils, stick them in a little jar of water, and that's good. But if your husband buys you, you know, the chocolates and the flowers and the jewellery, whoo, are you in trouble? OK, I'm just warning you now, because there's always a reason. You know, he hasn't done it all year. Why should he start doing it now? Habit of a lifetime. You know, they all of a sudden change. But everybody does. By the side of the road, be people flogging those tatty old roses. When you undo them, half the heads fall off. You know, and boxes. I mean, I, look, I was looking at chocolates the other day, and I was thinking to myself, heart-shaped chocolates. Why? Do, what is this Valentine's Day malarkey? Why do you need one day to be dictated to by card? Have you seen the tacky old cards out there? You know, big heart and two. It's not like that at all. As many of you have been married for years and years will know. Would you like to, to come to bed tonight? I don't think so, no, no. Got to go and feed the cat and sort of look after the rabbits or something like that. I mean, it's, it, it, is, it is terribly worrying that we, we fall into it. Every card shop is full of Valentine's Day. I'm surprised they've not brought out Valentine's Day jumpers. You know, which have got big hearts on I love you and stuff like that. My brother will do it. He'll, he'll, buy, he'll buy flowers for his girlfriend, Marion, and probably chocolates as well. And I'll probably just buy the chocolates and just sit at home and just eat them and then feel after, afterwards very ill. But that's about it. But we do it, don't we, Valentine's Day? But uh, you've got everything to everything to play for. And Shrove Tuesday. Come on, hands up. Who can make pancakes? Nobody. Nobody makes pancakes. No, you don't. No. You go and buy them in Marks and Spencer's or Waitrose. They come six in a pack. And you take the, take the pack and you put the thing in there. And you just leave it for about a minute. And then you turn it over or, or do them in the microwave here. And then you squirt on some lemon juice. Where did that one come from? Where's that one? Where did we get Shrove Tuesday that people ate pancakes? And if you go to Iceland... I don't, but, you know, you might want to go to Iceland. They, you can buy, um, like, um, it's like a plastic bottle with powder in, and you add water, and then you shake it up, and then you can make your own pancakes. How dull is that? My mother used to make pancakes years ago, so she'd make the batter mix, and then she'd make them, and then she'd sort of throw them. So for most of the year, half of our food was on the ceiling. We had to sort of stand on a chair to try and get it back down again. And so she'd make them, but, of course, my mother couldn't cook pancakes quicker than we could eat them, because she'd eat a pancake in about two seconds, it came out of the frying pan, so a little bit of juice on there and a little bit of sugar or fed that cream or something like that. You wrap it. She's still doing the next I'm ready for the next one. Can't you just make loads of them? But I did buy, and I have bought, and they are sitting in the kitchen at the moment, ready-made pancakes. That makes me a bad person. I'm a bad person. I can't help it. I cannot cook. That's why God invented Waitrose and Marks and Spencers and all the other supermarkets. It's for people like me. I'm not to be trusted in the kitchen. You know, I'm not the sort of person who's going to slave away for an hour and a half to eat something in three minutes. I'm just not like that. I'd rather go and buy it ready-made. So I've got six pancakes, and I looked at the back, and it said you can either put them in a very hot frying pan, and I've got a new ceramic frying pan, um, and, then, and then I think, what's the point? What is the point? I can't really be bothered. I don't know what I'm celebrating. Am I celebrating St. Shrove or something like that? There must be something. Valentine's Day, I'm assuming, is St. Valentine's. But I haven't actually checked over the years on what it is. I just think to myself that I would never fall into that category of somebody who was going to go out and uh, and actually start buying. Ca- I'd never send a card to somebody. I might send them um, a car- an e-card, you know, uh, one of my sort of Jackie uh, Lawson cards. I might do something like that because they're nice. They, you know, you click on and it becomes animated and, it does, and she does them f- for everything. And it's cheaper than going out and buying a Valentine's card. I mean, what do they do with it? You know, if you're married to somebody, what on earth is the point of buying them a Valentine's card? You live with them. You live with them. There's no point in buying a Valentine's They go, oh, look, it's from you. What a surprise. 
up on the mantelpiece if you've got one. If not, they just leave it by the side of the bed. That's all. And you think, I've just spent £3 on that. And then you've had to, you know, you just put it there, but you know, that, and then, you know, here's a box of chocolates, and there's the, and there's the, uh, the flowers, and here's the bit of jewellery, and you're reaching for the telephone. Hello, is that uh, Dibs and Scrubbits? Yes, I'd like to report my husband. He's up to something. Can we follow him? Yes, you can. Uh, losing it in the Big Brother house was Callum Best. Launched into a, I can't even say it, but a very, very rude word. But there again, uh, Callum Best doesn't like Paris Hilton, uh, mainly because Paris Hilton has got an arm. I've lost track, actually. Can we find out on his Twitter page? How many followers does Paris Hilton have on his Twitter page? I'm assuming it's just Paris Hilton. Because, and, uh, and Callum Best, who is just a waste of space. Always was, always will be. You know, he's just, and he launched into a, an attack going, you know, you're a nobody. I mean, all Perez said of Callum is he says you've barely shown any of your real side. The trouble is there isn't a real side of Callum Best. 5.86 million. How many does Callum Best have? Just a matter of interest. 5.86 million on Twitter. That's what Perez has got because he's huge. I don't care whether you don't like him. It doesn't make any difference. Callum Best is the wayward son of George Best, who died a drunk you know, was uh, fated by this country and everybody loved him. And Callum Best has got the staggering amount of... 26.7,000. I think that's that's in terms of, you know, accusing Paris Hilton of being talentless. He says, nobody likes you. 5.8 million people do. Nobody likes Callum Best. Why? Because he's nobody. He's a nobody. He's in there because he needs some money, because he doesn't have a job. He hangs around nightclubs and picks up sort of, you know, but he has a new girlfriend. So that's very exciting, isn't it? Uh, Callum Best is 190. Uh, Katie Hopkins, they, they, they say now, oh, she's got a soft side. I'm telling you, she's acting. She's acting. She's not nasty at all. Um, Katie Price, I mean, just a boring baggage. I mean, so dull. It's, you know, it's it's really quite disappointing. Really quite disappointing. Um, Kavanagh, I mean, is he dead? Has he been embalmed? I mean, does he say anything? Keith Chegwin, I thought Keith Chegwin was going to be so much better. So much better. Michelle Visage, I couldn't care less about her at all. But uh, it's Perez Hilton to win. And uh, Callum Best, we just take and we just drop back in the nearest bar and uh, we leave him because he's just ancient and sad and and dull. I should get him together with Katie Price. Because she's sitting there having her hair done every sort. I say her hair done. The hair that was grown on the back of a yak. And then they've done this exclusive interview with uh, with Cammy Lee, uh, who's branded Perez the vilest person she's ever met. I wonder how many people are following Cammy Lee on Twitter. C-A-M-I-L-I. I, I bet you anything, it's not even as, as many as, uh, as Callum Best. I mean, what a dullard. I mean, really, for all the publicity that he gets, and that's all he can manage. Good grief. Perez Hilton, 5.8 million. And Cammy Lee... A bit of an embarrassment, really. Not not blessed with height or talent at all. But uh, she was kicked out of school for fighting, so she's a class act. And uh, she can't wait to get back home so she can be with her new man. Yeah, We can't wait for you to go back home as well, love. But uh, on Twitter, Cammy Lee has the staggering sum of... 95.2,000. She's making Callum Best look a bit dim, I'm afraid. A little bit dim. 95.2,000. Yeah, so 95 point... Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Jane uh, Moore's column today talks about uh, Beatrice, Princess Beatrice, very hard-working member of the royal family, six charities to look after, very busy, and ten royal engagements last year, so really, really busy for her. But there again, that follows with the rest of her family, doesn't it? And, of course, I mean, all it is now, having had her third holiday in a month, on top of around ten foreign jaunts last year, the hard-working Beatrice, because she's apparently, you know, she's international jet-setter, 
And uh, she's got, of course, the taxpayer-funded Royal Protection Officers. Uh, equally, they join uh, Prince Andrew on his uh, <coughs> trips. And, um, and he doesn't, sometimes doesn't tell them where he is. But anyway, all four of them are currently in Mustique with the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge. My goodness, Beatrice, you're a hard-working girl, aren't you? You really are a hard-working girl. Well, well done there. Uh, Royal Protection, I'm assuming, is the male version of sort of the wag lifestyle, because you just join that club and then you sort of go out there and you look after people like Beatrice. Although, to be honest with you, I mean, they say they're there for her protection. Who in God's name is going to want to kidnap her? You know, you've, you've actually got Beatrice, have we? Can we, find, can we get Paris Hilton? Far more exciting. Beatrice, who? Princess Be- Oh, dear. give her back. Give her back, quickly. Don't want her. Quarter to six. Morning, everybody. Wednesday, the 4th of February. I don't know why I keep reminding you about it. It's only because they keep saying, apparently, for is it for Valentine's Day or something? You've got to register for Valentine's Day. Perhaps that was something else. Might be Shrove Tuesday. So we've, we've dispensed with pancakes. And I think this year, you, I mean, I, I don't like to say it, because there might be people listening who have card shops. And uh, I should imagine you've got to sell an awful lot of cards to make quite a bit of profit. But it's, it's dreadfully expensive for a piece of cardboard bent in half. Mind you, what's even sadder is the television programmes where they show you how to make Valentine's cards. And it's always done by slightly overweight women. Well, that's an understatement. They're enormous. And they seem to do all this uh, this card-making at home. So they make Christmas cards, and, and you could buy stamps and this. And, and it's so complicated. I mean, I, I'm assuming it's for people who don't have a life, where you sit at home and you make your own cards, and they, you do applique, and they and you do spray, and this bit, and they glue, and then glitter. It's the kind of thing that when you were seven, you did at school. You made, happy birthday, mummy. You know, or something like that. Or, or you made a Christmas card, and then you put glue on it, and then sprinkled glitter on it, and that went all over the place. Now, of course, we won't, we won't touch a glitter card for love nor money, will we? Um, I do want the camera full on Miss Hopkins when and hopefully Perez wins. Uh, I like Perez. He's hilarious, says Christine. All he said was he didn't like Callum Best. Well, that's in keeping with the rest of the country, isn't it? I think most people see him as a dullard. Poor soul. I mean, very, very boring. Uh, Steve, I still make Scottish pancakes as my son stand by with plates. Well, to be honest with you, in our family, could have become anorexic the time it took to make pancakes. I think what you should do is make them and then stick them in the oven just to keep them warm or wrap them in a tea towel. But as I say, who wants to make them? It's so boring. It really is. Oh, the couple that stay together make their own pancakes. Oh, go away. It's boring. So you can go into places and you can buy them ready-made. And somebody said you could add cinnamon to them or chocolate spread or something. Oh, chocolate spread. That ghastly. Chocolate. Whoever invented chocolate spread? <laughs> I didn't. So you could put cinnamon on there. That's quite nice. That makes it sort of a bit more festive, doesn't it, really? Maple syrup pancakes, says Jeremy, are quite good. Yeah, you see, I, I like... I mean, I wouldn't have maple syrup or honey or anything like that because it's just... Uh, it's all, all sugar. It's all sugar. Uh, Paris Hilton's made the show. Everybody's speaking about him, which says something. Of course. Of course. That's why he's got 5.8 million people. I mean, Callum Best quite clearly doesn't know who he is. Callum Best doesn't know where anybody is, apart from himself. Lovely story in the paper today, you know, in, in, the, in the light of all the depression that's around at the moment, you know, the cancer that's going to hit one in two Britons. 16 million people could die of cancer. And all it involves is a lifestyle change, although I'm not totally, a, you know, of a believer in that. I've, I've asked people before, I've asked doctors and I've asked experts, do we all have it? Do we all have cancer in us and then it, and then it develops or is, or is it, I don't know. You, you pick it up like influenza? No idea. But looking at the man in the paper today, never had a job, never had a girlfriend, only ever had one close friend, but he's, he's a bit of an inspiration. To be honest with you, I'm surprised he's still alive. And this is Alan Barnes. This is the little four-foot-six-inch disabled, partially-sighted guy. And I've seen people who look like him before. There's a name for it, and I can't remember exactly what it is. But um, 
you know, for him to get to the age of whatever it is, 67, I think now, is amazing. He's always lived life to the full. He's always smiled and he didn't expect to be attacked when he went to put his, his rubbish out. But the one person who really gets everybody, every single person has said it, every columnist has said the same when Katie Cutler saw his story and she decided to raise some money for him. And I think they were looking for just £500. And what did they get? 250000 and still coming in. I mean, you know, somebody said somebody should start a fund for her because she's quite clearly, and she's a beautician. And you know, generally speaking, beauticians don't rate too highly in the world, do they? They go, what do you do? Beautician? All right, what do you do? Nails? Do nails? Because they all do it. You only got to watch The Only Way is Essex to realise that, you know, there's a rather sad bunch of people out there going, well, your nails done. It's sort of, it's the start of the vacuous lifestyle. But she, she sort of, you know, changed that. Changed that. I mean, I actually, if they actually catch the, the people who did this, he'll, he'll probably forgive them. That's what they've said. He never complains. He just, just gets on with it. Just, he's too frightened to go home because he doesn't want to because it brings back very bad memories for him. But, I mean, it's, it's a great story. It's a very, very good story. And she's, um, you know, she's quite clearly an inspiration. She's, you know, a wonderful person. Uh, Cammy Lee's language on bit on the side on Big Brother was disgusting. Well, of course it is. These people are low, low lifes. They're, they're low rent. They, they, sort of, they don't really have anything to, uh, to sort of say about themselves. And that's the problem. You know, they, they, they just don't really have the gift of articulation. You know, look at the people from The Only Way is Essex. Most of them can't string two words together. It's only television that shows up their lack of education. You know, and, you know, and as for poor old Joey Essex, I mean, Lord knows where he's going to end up. Nowhere, I should imagine. You know, in about, you know, a couple of years' time, nobody will be interested in putting him on shows because we've done the stupid routine and, uh, and it's, it's been over and done with. You know, Jade Goody tried that one. After a while, she started playing dumb because people went, can't believe she's so stupid. And they say the same about Joey Essex. Nobody ever says, oh, great, great looking or this and that because he's not. They just talk about how dumb he is. Which is a great shame, isn't it? Uh, oh, yeah, mate. Eggy bread done after sausage and bacon. No, I think it's got to be... I think it's got to be fried bread in lard. I think. And you've got to have the frying pan. And then you don't empty the lard away and clean it out. I know we're all told when we do cooking now. I mean, I've got ceramic pans. They say, oh, just clean them out afterwards. What do you take? The skin off your hands. These things retain the heat. You've got to wait till it cools down. And then you wipe it out with kitchen towel. And that's that's fine. Incidentally, I've suddenly realised how expensive kitchen towel is. So for the last year, I've been using a jumbo roll, which I buy in Waitrose. And it's just thin paper, but you get a huge roll of it for four quid. What's the point of having patterned kitchen roll? People, have got, I used to buy patterned kitchen roll. I think, oh, it'll get, and I think, all I'm doing is ripping paper off and wiping things out and throwing it away. What's the point of that? So I'm afraid now it's jumbo roll for me. Uh, another one here. I like. I had my fried bread, my bread fried in lard tastes so much better i have seen the ad on car insurance the man getting out of the taxi wearing a suit and then he starts walking and then wearing hot pants i know it's clever the way they've morphed it on isn't it you, you do know it's not him doing it don't you i have to explain about blue screen to somebody and uh, yes it's, it's, I, I like adverts on the television i'm i'm quite sort of taken with some of them some of them just drive me to distraction but there's a lot of them that are very very good indeed remember peter rolf ladies and gentlemen peter rolf um he was the one who's the, the benefit scrounging dad of 26. And he was going, you know, got all this and that. He's never worked. He doesn't do anything at all. He's been in, in and out of court. He's a career criminal, they've discovered. 
37 times, convicted for possessing drugs, handling stolen goods and having live ammo at home. He claims 46 grand a year in welfare. Oh, I think he's one to be rotten-egged, don't you think? You have to go round there. The six times married Sponger uh, also he's used threatening behaviour, drink driving, eight children in the back of his van. I think we all know what he is. 37 times in court. And they, and they let him off jail. Why? Because he's got so many children. My God, there's so many ways to fiddle this nowadays, isn't there, really? Just have loads of children. You never get sent to prison. You go, look, I'm the only one looking after them. Which, of course, we all know is a right load of old baloney, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, 84850, steve at uk. It's amazing how the, the fried bread thing is just growing. I mean, one of these days, somebody will turn up with some fried bread here. I might go to the canteen and see if they could do fried bread with crispy bacon. But I have a feeling they probably couldn't. But if they can do sausages. What if I said to them, fry, can they do fried bread? Do you think so? Whoa. Oh, do they do it? They, they do fully. Yeah, but they do fried bread, though. I've never seen fried. I don't think they'd know what fried bread was. I have a sneaking feeling they might not. I, sh- I shall ask. <laughs> I wonder what this morning will be recommending for Valentine's Day, says Malcolm. I don't think I want to know if there's anything that's going on in dirty boy Philip Schofield's mind. What is it with him? You know, he's, he's got his, his co-host, when she can be bothered to be there, and that's Holly Willoughby, turning up on that ghastly Keith Lemons piece of filth on the television. And now you've got Philip Schofield. Perhaps I'm in the wrong world. Perhaps, you know, perhaps I, I thought Philip Schofield was good and wholesome. And in fact, really, he's just another dirty presenter on the television. Very embarrassing. Um, another one here. Um, bum, bum, bum. Another one that says, um, you're using up all the rich things on Shrove Tuesday, like butter, sugar and eggs, before Lent, when you give up all such things until Easter Day. And then you celebrate the death of Christ to save our souls and his triumph over death. And we do that by stuffing ourselves with chocolate eggs and simnel cake. Don't kind of make it. Do you think he's noticed the fact that we're sort of doing all this for him? <laughs> using up the rich things, butter, sugar and eggs. They're the rich things, apparently. I like that. Eight four eight five zero stevenlbc.co.uk. Yes, I don't go in for this starving. I feel sorry if people have to go through starving and fasting and stuff like that. We don't. We don't really want to do that. What did we do when we had no kitchen towel? You used a sponge. You would sponge it up, and then it would get. I mean, I don't know what we did. I think we've always had kitchen towel. I thought so. Uh, Friends says Christina brought maple syrup back from Canada. Apparently, it's amazing. And she says, syrup is my downfall. I find sponges and custard and all sorts to eat when I buy it. One thing I could never, st- I could never stand, and that was um, treacle pudding or any of those sort of sponge puddings with treacle. The only one I could just about bear was the one with jam on the top of it and custard. And that was it. But anything with treacle on, ugh, hated it. Absolutely hated it. Nice to see in Prime Suspect the other night, James Alexandru. Let's hope that's the start of lots more on the television from him. We want more, please which would be very good. Apparently, a good baker never dips bread or cake pans in soap and water. Is that, that presumably to retain the, the taste? Because, uh, as I say, we used to have a frying pan sitting, and it would sit in the oven, and it, uh, it just had all the juices in there. But because we used lard, I think it was lard or something like that, whatever it was, it was, it was very nice indeed. What we'll do, the other side of the news at six o'clock, is we'll run through the front pages of the papers. We'll bring you the update as well. Hopefully you'll get that... Uh, on the news at six o'clock about the plane that's come down and uh, hopefully the uh, the traffic crossing just outside of New York. Heather Mills, bore, 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 um, told of her terror. Yes, yes, told of her terror. I mean, she tells all sorts of things. Most of it's untrue, I'm afraid. And uh, she apparently nearly plunged down the ski slope on her face. 
other stories in the papers. Wipe the smile off my face. And uh, apparently the jump beat Celebrity Big Brother in the Battle of the Reality Show. Don't worry, it'll go downhill very, very shortly. Nobody's remotely interested. It's really very, very dull. Apparently Save from Disaster by Jodie Kidd. I must write to Jodie Kidd and remonstrate with her. Don't save Heather Mills again. If she falls, she falls, OK? It's as simple as that. It's Steve Allen's Early Breakfast. It's nice to have your company. It's uh, LBC. It's Wednesday, the 4th of February, and you're very welcome. Coming up on the programme, the other side of the news. We'll go through the front pages of the papers, the most barbaric act that could ever have occurred. They've set fire to the Jordanian pilot, and they filmed it as well. I don't think they've got any more hostages left. Bondage lessons and sex toys on this morning. Really, there's got to be a complaint going in on that one. The Pope's apologised. We will bring you his apology. David Cameron facing major embarrassment over his wife's working for a company who decided not to pay UK tax. Nicole Scherzinger's dumped Lewis yet again, but apparently this time it's uh, it's forever. And hats off to Paddington. He's a big star again. It's LBC. This is LBC, leading Britain's conversation with Steve Allen. Tweet at LBC. Text 84850. Steve Allen on LBC. Morning, every nice to be company. It's Wednesday, the 4th of February. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on LBC. We'll go through the front pages of the papers. You know roughly what the uh, stories are if you've been listening to LBC. Uh, even over the last uh, half an hour, the most barbaric act they could have done. IS set fire to the Jordanian pilot and film it with four cameras. Uh, the bondage lessons and the sex toys, not after the watershed, no. ITV decide that's suitable material for this morning. I wonder if Ofcom will think the same. The Pope apologises. Mums who smoke and breastfeed harm their child's health. The proclaimers laugh all the way to the bank, well, 500 miles of it anyway, because they use their song in an advert at the Super Bowl in the big ad break. So they're very happy. They're half a million quid better off. Good, isn't it? And uh, Nicole Scherzinger's dumped Lewis again. This is uh, on, off, on, off, on, off. I mean, to be honest with you, I'm more bored with it than they probably are. And uh, All because we're told um, she doesn't want to get... Uh, sorry, he doesn't want to get married to her. So they've, uh, they've decided that they're, they're going to go their separate ways. Uh, it's a seven-year relationship. Isn't it funny, the seven-year itch? It happens so often, it really does. It's this seven-year... Do you want to marry me? No. Well, no point going out with you. Well, don't go out with me then. So anyway, she wanted to get married and have children. She's 36. Apparently they've been fighting for months. And I just thought it was always one of these things for publicity, really. They're both stunned by incorrect reports that at uh, the weekend that Lewis was planning to propose. I mean, they always, I loved it. They were stunned by a report that came out that said he was planning to propose. They were stunned by it. How in God's name they get through their lives, I'll never know. Apparently, there's not going to be any proposal or any wedding the source said this couldn't have been further from the truth. Oh, there's such a big drama out of it, isn't it, really? So, you're getting married. Oh, I can't believe you've even mentioned it. Cannot believe you've even mentioned it. And lo and behold, you know, it's not true and they're splitting and they're not getting back together again. Watch this space, as they say. So, front pages of the uh, the papers. The Sun. I thought The Sun would be going on the most barbaric act that they could have done, unless this is an early copy of The Sun and they're going to change it by the time they print a little bit later. Because this is uh, a picture of a helicopter, And I can't actually read most of the headline, but it turns out it was a helicopter policeman who's been suspended over claims he filmed people having SEX whilst hovering over them. Adrian Pogmore allegedly spied on couples at Sheffield spots where people go for this kind of thing and then took footage home to watch. 
more inappropriate use of a helicopter, I can't think, but they've made a, made a big thing about it. And so, so now there is a, an internal inquiry because the camera system, you know, is among the most, the best in the world, used to search open areas. And so what they've actually done is they've sort of dummied up what, what they think was going on. West Yorkshire police say the helicopter uh, houses two daylight cameras and one thermal imaging camera, which captures video images. I mean, but he can't have been flying by himself, can he? They fly with a load of other people. So 500 feet, he's sort of hovering above, recording what's going on down on the ground and, and then taking it home to watch. It's very, uh, the allegation emerged after he split up with his wife. The source said when he split up from his wife, she went to the police. Oh, oh, oh right. Oh, that's it. So obviously somebody else in the helicopter must have known about it, but the wife's decided, you know, we're splitting up. I'm going to go and tell the police what you've done. And so she did. So he's now found himself on the front page of The Sun. That'll be a bad day for him. And he's been suspended. Uh, other stories on the sun, apart from Nicole dumping Lewis, and uh, these compare sites blasted by an MP, Tim Yo, systematically and deliberately misleading customers, he says. I never believe anybody. I was sort of, it's, it's like somebody saying to me the other day, you know, why don't you shop in Waterstones? And I said, because, you know, as opposed to uh, Amazon, and I said, well, actually, Waterstones don't sell what I want. You know, I don't buy that many books. And if I do, I'm going to go where they are the cheapest. And it turns out to be Amazon. I'm sure there's even cheaper, even cheaper. Outcry over the bondage lessons and the sex times on tawdry TV show as uh, Christine Bleakley and Philip Schofield demonstrate that they're not adults at all, laughing during it. You know, obviously, for some people, they think this is fairly serious. They must have done for them to put on a half-naked couple acting out bondage sex games. I mean, to be honest with you, I can't actually work out whether or not they're both as stupid as I thought they were or whether or not some idiot at ITV is going to get carpeted over this. You know, the uh, the answer from ITV says it is a programme that features this sort of thing. I mean, 483 complaints. You know, it's it's an awful lot. I mean, they've actually shown a live vasectomy. So I can understand that. You know, and a man go, undergoing... Um, Anyway, an examination, let's just put it this way. But, I mean, bondage, I mean, are you, I mean, whether or not they're stupid, but obviously they're not adult enough to deal with it, so perhaps they think it's terribly funny. Very funny, a bit, bit like sort of... As I say, you can't imagine Philip Schofield's children going, what on earth were you doing? You know, just tacky, just very, very tacky. But apparently, Philip Schofield warned viewers, if you're a bit sensitive to these things, turn away now before introducing sex and relationship expert Annabelle Knight. And so she sat there pontificating about, you know, the delights of bondage. Let's try it with the producer later on. We'll see how we go on that one, shall we? Do we have a watershed here? Well, perhaps anybody... I can think of a number of people I'd quite like to do. I don't even know what bondage is. I'm being a bit naive, I suppose. There's probably people in this building shouting into the radio saying, we can tell you, Steve, we can show you. You know, but I, I really don't want to wear a bask and suspenders. I've seen the Rocky Horror Show. I didn't like that. You know, have to dance up and do the time warp and everything else. And then apparently people chain you to the bed. Well, that's the last thing you're going to trust anybody to do nowadays, isn't it? You know, allow yourself to be sort of handcuffed anywhere. Anyway, enough of that already. Uh, children under five, it's another story, I'm afraid, similarly uh, veined, I'm afraid. Uh, under five to have sex education lessons because they think at that age they start becoming aware of what's around them. I wasn't aware until about, well, about a week last Tuesday, I think it was. I can't remember. I'm still not that wise on it. Uh, the barbarians, the Islamic State monsters burning the pilot to death in a cage, I mean... You can only pray for him afterwards and, uh, and before, because I think his fate was sealed. I don't think they've got any more hostages. I might be wrong, but I don't think so. My advice uh, would be to ban all flights out of this country to Syria. Nothing coming out, 
nothing going in. It's as simple as that. You know, you want to fly into somewhere else, you can fly into somewhere else. But it wouldn't be difficult for the government to push that through and say, we don't want any more flights from Syria. In or out. It's as simple as that. It's, you can do it immediately. You can do it today. Because these people are quite clearly flying in and out because they say the technology on the filming of his murder was uh, such as they thought it was people from this country who had who had uh, done it because it was so sophisticated with the editing and they'd put four cameras out and most of these ISIS people are a bit thick so they'd have to bring people in from abroad. It was a four-camera shoot. I mean, you, you can't even believe, you know... The, ugh, it's just so disgusting, it really is. Uh, half of us developing cancer at some points in our lives. That was the story I brought you earlier on. That's courtesy of the Express today. But they do say that you can change it. You know, we're being bombarded. The older we get, you know, the more you are bombarded about what you eat, what you drink, doing your exercise. They say if you give up smoking, be more active, uh, drink less alcohol and exercise more, that makes the disease less likely. It's, it is awful. I mean, every time I read about somebody, and they were talking about this with Sam Pittis earlier on, people who, uh, who are terminal with their cancer. And you know that, of course, on Ian Dale's programme, they've got Gordon's Diary, which is um, somebody I met only on, the, only on the one occasion with his partner, Joe, who's got motor neurons. And it's terminal. And he's facing up to the end. He's got some big decisions to make. I don't know how people do it. I really don't. I sometimes sit back in in admiration and think, you're facing up to, you know, the last moments of your life, you know, have you managed to do everything? All my brother said to me was, he said, you will make sure your flat's clean, won't you? He said, we don't have to start doing that when you die. Can you imagine? He's worried about that. I'm going to start writing the price down of everything in my place. Uh, The story about the sex lessons at five under Labour appears on the front of the Daily Mail for today. Uh, The Daily Mirror. Four inches of snow heading our way. Although, strange enough, most of the apps that I've been on to don't, uh, don't seem to do this one at all. So whether it's true or whether or not it's just a bit of scaremongering. Uh, all in it together, it's a picture of David Cameron and his wife, Samantha. Uh, she works for a tax-avoiding firm. And uh, the Mirror has said, how do you feel about your wife working for tax avoiders, Mr Cameron? It's a story that, uh, that appeared a few, a few days ago. The Proclaimer story is in the Mirror as well today. 500,000 pounds because they use their music in an advert in america it's it's big news and and a bull running from an angry herd of buffalo the big cat was hunting for lunch the uh, the buffalo decided differently and lions uh, don't generally tackle buffaloes if they do they want to make sure that they're really going to bring them down uh, more on the money bags the scandal of cameron's tax hypocrisy inside the mirror for today and murderers told that life can mean life after the Human Rights Court has backed our judges, because I used to argue on LBC for ages and ages that life didn't mean life now. As far as I'm concerned, if somebody gives you life, and uh, and for some of them, if it's beyond a shadow of a doubt, I think just execution, but uh, no, we keep them in prison, so we've got people like uh, Dale Cregan, uh, Rose West, and uh, a triple killer, Arthur Hutchinson. As far as I'm concerned, I mean, these people serve no useful purpose. What are we keeping them for? The answer is nothing, but I think it should mean if you get life, you die in jail. Simple as. No uh, no sort of second things, but unfortunately it doesn't mean, or it didn't mean, life uh, a short while ago. Time, quarter past six. Morning, everybody. Wednesday, the 4th of February. Don't forget we're on Freeview as well. It's Channel 732. George, the Warburton's driver, he says, My wife, Leia, says it's not St Shrove, it's the start of the Lenten period, the 40 days of fasting before Easter. Before we start eating the Cadbury's eggs, I suppose, isn't it, and things like that. I don't quite understand why we do fasting, but people do. And uh, Brian and Ryslip, thank you so much for the, uh, for the picture. It was very useful. Uh, Sharon says, your eggy bread 
She says, I'm definitely not over 70. Oh, you are so over 70. You are. She says, I don't have family up north. Well, OK, a few relatives. There you go, you see. You get see, I knew it. No point lying to me. She says, you put sugar on it because it's meant to be a sweet dish, not savoury. She said, trust me, you'll like it. I ca- I'm diabetic. I can't sprinkle sugar on anything. Heavens above, the last time I had, I know it appears in items. But uh, eggy bread is a version of American French toast with maple syrup. Full English, sausage, bacon and egg, and then side dishes of your choice, says Sarah. There we go. It's no good talking about breakfast. It's upsetting people who are sitting in cars this morning. We're going, will you stop talking about breakfast? It's, it's dreadful. We can't, uh, we can't get out of the, uh, the car to go and have breakfast. Perhaps you should do it before you leave. You know, make some sausages or something today or cook some and then put them in some tin foil and then eat, eat them in the car, which is quite nice. Uh, never mind fried bread, Steve. Try eggy bread. It's a nice alternative and it's a lighter one as well. Kitchen rolls are dairy. Sells two lemon-scented kitchen rolls, 100 sheets, and each copy for only £1.79, says Kevin the Milkman. And my vote is hash browns. Sorry about that. Front page of the uh, Metro this morning. Pilot burnt alive in IS Cage. Um, this video, which has been released, they say rivals Hollywood Productions. It's very slick. It was released after IS backed out of the deal to save uh, Mr uh, Cabese's life. Uh, the group had offered to release him if failed suicide bomber Sajida al-Rishawi was freed. Well, the uh, the Jordanian government have now said that they've got uh, five other people, five IS prisoners, and they will be executed. Obviously not in the horrendous ways that the Islamic State have murdered this pilot by burning him alive. He was, he was sort of led out to the cage, all beaten and bruised. They obviously beat him up before. I don't quite understand the mentality behind this. What they think he's done, I've got no idea. Anyway, he was then doused in petrol, and uh, then there was a, a trail of petrol that led into the cage, and he vanished in a, in a fireball when the flames reached him. I mean, just horrendous. So the sooner that Jordan, you know, executes these uh, other IS prisoners, the happier. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't bring somebody back. It just hopefully makes the family feel a little bit better about it. Uh, more on the, uh, the Islamic State... Um, because they obviously think that uh, gay people are only on the outside, whereas I should imagine there's probably quite a lot of IS militants who are gay themselves. Don't see any women in the group, do you? And uh, this is a blindfold man sitting in a chair, took him up to the top of the building and just pushed him off. And then he was surrounded by a mob, beaten and stoned to death, half of which are probably gay themselves, I should imagine. Front page of the, uh, the Times today, half of Britons will get cancer during their lifetime. You can only pump more money into research for, for cancer, can't you? Uh, also, uh, the story of ISIS burning the captured Jordanian pilot alive. And a corrupt police officer and two councillors accused of having sex with victims of one of Britain's worst child abuse scandals. The claims relate to politicians and a constable in Rotherham in South Yorkshire where an estimated 1,400 girls were subjected to serious sexual offences over 16 years. The explosive allegations are revealed by the Times on the day that long-awaited findings from an independent inspection of the local authority are due to be published. It's unbelievable, isn't it, that for all these years it went on and nothing was done about it. Now they'll, they'll start uncovering and they'll start finding out. Uh, to Kill a Mockingbird, what happened next? Uh, the author, Harper Lee, only wrote, that was the only book uh, she did, she made about 26 million. She's now in a home. She's uh, partially sighted. She's got about 26 million pounds sitting in the bank. They think that there might have been, because the original book was shelved. It was filed as the seed from which to kill a mockingbird of flowered. And so you're going to be reading that soon. They're going to release it. Uh, she's not very well at all. And she has very little memory. 
very little memory. So uh, this uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, what happened next, you're about to find out, which will be very interesting. Front page of the, uh, the Eye today, one in two will get cancer. The milestone increase in expected UK cases blamed on the ageing population. And also, we're having a three-parent baby. Britain is the first in the world to adopt the technique. Two women, one man. It is possible, and they, uh, they pushed it through overwhelmingly the other day. Front of the Independent. Uh, Prince Charles was my quarry. I had remarkable access. It was not my job to write a piece of puffery. This is the journalist whose biography of the heir to the throne has infuriated Clarence House. And she's hit back. Well, of course, she's trying to flog a book, isn't she? So uh, she'll do anything. She'll do anything, I should imagine, to try and sell it. Uh, I had remarkable access. The trouble is, it's the arrogant pose on the front page of The Independent today that kind of puts me off the book. Up until then, I'm always fascinated by the royal family. Um, Inside The uh, Independent today, they're talking about revenge for the pilot's murder will be as big as the calamity that's hit Jordan. As I say, five more to be executed today. They've already executed two uh, but I bet they didn't suffer as much as the Jordanian pilot did. Uh, just about it for this morning. Thank you, incidentally, for all your texts and emails. I think we've, we've kind of sort of put the world to rights a little bit. We certainly sorted out eggy bread. Will I be trying it any time soon? I might. I might. I haven't quite sort of got there. But as I say, it's a northern thing, and I tend not to do northern things. You know, I do flat caps and whippets, and I do do hovis and stuff like that. And uh, tomorrow we'll do it again from uh, four o'clock. Let me just quickly uh, wrap up with a few of your uh, texts and emails from today. Very happy that you're now on Freeview, Steve. No more listening on my uh, phone at home. So there you go. Uh, A lot of people asking, what can we do about IS? Will Nick Ferrari be asking that very same question this morning on LBC? What can be done? The answer is very little. Very little. I still think maintaining that you... um, You know, that we cancel all flights in and out of Syria. They don't land in this country at all. If you're coming from Syria, go land somewhere else. Don't want anybody there from there in here, thank you. If you want to go back there, you have to go to another country. That's it for this morning. You can uh, listen to LBC whenever and wherever you like. I'll have a free podcast for you up in around about 20 minutes' time. And uh, and then the remainder of the programme up a little bit later on. So you can either subscribe to that by going to the LBC website, lbc.co.uk. And from as little as £2 a month, you can download everything on LBC. And uh, then when you go on holiday or you're going abroad, at least you've got some decent radio programmes to take with you.